attention. This is a matter of national security. After a meteorite crashed into the New Jersey Turnpike, the following digital audio transmission from the You Watch I Listen podcast was intercepted by NASA scientists in the year 2019. The You Watch I Listen podcast is about to start. Sit down, listen close, and try not to die. The You Watch I Listen podcast starts now. had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, take it out, take it out. Nice. <laughs> a couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. Nice. What did he do wrong? He's being Charles Manson all weird. In the middle of it, he cuts her off and goes, Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, take it out, take it Dude, out. now I see why people followed Charles Manson. He was very straightforward. Yeah, he had the right idea. It's time for the You Watch I Listen podcast, and always remember, don't sniff it, just do it. Hey, boys and girls, it is You Watch I Listen, episode 106. We are back in studio. Feels good. (laughs) Feels good, man. Taylor, do you have that corona? (laughs) No. Surprisingly, I do not have corona. Josh, welcome back. Hello, hello. And Manfro is in the studio with us. Is this thing on? Yeah, you're on. <laughs> is this thing on? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. You are the first uh, guest, uh, the first person back in studio with us. Um, it was funny because I initially said Bob, and Taylor instantly was like, no, get Manfro well, in here for the first episode I, back. I, 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 Fuck Bob. I suggested Turn Manfro, Manfro up a little bit. I suggested Manfro nicely. It was Josh who was adamantly against Bob. I believe his exact <laughs> words were, fuck Bob. Fuck Bob were the exact words. <laughs> so, Michael, how have you been? How is, uh, well, you work in the city. So what was a uh, quarantine yeah, like for that, you? How's that been? Well, one guy on our job got sick, and then I got like a bad sinus infection. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh so shit. So then I took a week off. And okay. Then everybody was like, "Oh well," and then my my boss actually took a week off too because his wife was sick. Oh, oh god. So she had to go get tested for the coronavirus, and they, right. he couldn't come back until she her tests came back. And me, my doctor's like. You have a history of sinus infections. You're just being a pussy. Yeah, <laughs> well, basically. I had right when like everything started, um, like the first week of lockdown. I got a bad sinus infection that I was like kind of bugging out a little bit. Because <laughs> yeah. the thing is, my I'm sinus. Like, I'm gonna dry cough, everybody. <laughs> it wasn't because everyone that ha- there's people have completely different symptoms. Um, a, fr- a friend of mine and his girlfriend both got it, and they had completely different system uh, symptoms. One was like chest congestion, and the other one had like diarrhea. Like, so I had a sinus infection. I thought I had a fucking toothache. Like, I get them like right above my teeth. It's and why I get those two. That yeah, suck, dude. it was fucking miserable. But were you out of work for any period of time? Well, then besides we, that, <laughs> we came back to work. And as we were working, it was like a Wednesday or something weird. And the guy we work with is like, 
It was like we got to smell a methane gas or something. It was like someone, there was a leak upstairs that oh. was blowing through the fans coming downstairs. <laughs> oh, no. That could have ended great. Because we're like, there's no fucking gas lines down here. What the fuck's going on? So then he's like, we're like, oh, man, it smells like rotten eggs, like, kind of. And then yeah, all that's this not shit. Good, dude. And he goes, what? I don't smell it. Or like, dude, if you don't smell this, this is fucking a- bad. And he started freaking out. So he puts his tools down. He's like, oh, oh, what do I do? So he's like. Well, you fucking go home. So he went home, and then my boss like talks to the supervisor, and the supervisor's like, "Oh, what happened? Where's Mike? Oh, he went home because he can't smell anything." And he's like, <laughs> "Oh, okay, it's cool. Go back to work." And my boss is like, "No, fuck that. We're all going home, man." <laughs> and then we all went home, and then we had to do like the uh, fourteen days or whatever. Yeah, fourteen right. day isolation. Because no, we actually went back to work after that, and then his we, waiting for his test results to come in. We left that day, but then I we actually came back I saw you. At the, I saw you. I, maybe I'm not supposed yeah. to say that because yeah. you were <laughs> you were no, no, quarantining. It was fine. It was but, fine. Yeah, I wasn't too concerned at that point. Yeah, no. So we came back, and then his test results came in. Like he's like, I got it. So then we had to go from ten days was the rest of the fourteen days since our and last then, contact with him. And then we went back to work, and did, I was like, fuck this shit, man. man. But the traffic was nice. Yeah. Beautiful going in and out. Well, of the you city. said the same thing going yeah. back and forth. It, it still is now, you know. It's, it's, it's getting it's, worse, it's, though. It's Every day is getting up, yeah. a little worse. And they're like, I'm, let's do some construction. Uh, it's fucking primetime rush hour. Dude, I was going to say the big thing, because like, I'm on the road, too, with my vans or the oil truck or whatever, and I'm nothing. So, like, I we have customers in, like all the way up in Kinelon. So, like, from Clifton to Kinelon, it's like, oh, it's going to be a 45 minute trip just to fucking get there. <laughs> yeah. And then it's going to take you two hours to do the thing, and then you got to. 45 it's your whole day is going to Kenlon it's the worst <laughs> with no traffic right dude with, I only know one person lives in Kenlon and he's a cunt Antonio Cromarty <laughs> no Colucci <laughs> oh yeah he sucks but yeah dude it would be a t- 25 minute ride fucking great the traffic n- the no people has been great yeah. I, I could do with like even less people like, just know, in general it's scary though when there's nobody on the road you really see how big of assholes there are there's guys like I'm doing like 75 like on 287 or yeah, like yeah, but close you're to 80 yeah. There's guys flying by me. I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, so, like, they're not, they're not pulling anyone over. Dude, That's the thing. Except fucking, some people. Someone fucking flew by me on Union Valley on the way up here, and then I almost hit a fucking bear. <laughs> <laughs> like it was fucking stupid. He, he passed me, and then I swerved. What? It was you? Might have been. I, I did. I did. No, it wasn't you. It I wasn't you on 23. I don't know if you noticed. Did you? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't notice. I drive yeah. like an old man. It was dude. right. I don't notice cars either. People were like, all the way in the fucking the far right lane, right by the. He you're, was, gonna, you're acting like I'm going to remember this. We, did you stop was, at Wendy's? I was telling no. you really cut your sleeves off. I told <laughs> you. He literally goes to me, why am I wearing a t-shirt? Get me scissors. No, no, no. This is what happened. Because so Josh isn't wearing sleeves. You are not. You don't have any sleeves. And I had sleeves. This shirt had sleeves a half Man, hour. Man, bro, you got to lose the sleeves. <laughs> I was going to wear my big Dick Dudley shirt that I wore. <laughs> yeah. When we had the wrestling, the, the dead wrestlers party. And no one came dressed up. And me and Sam. I did. Snow. I did. But I, made, yeah. I didn't make it to 9.30. 8 o'clock. You were Who are you? Shot. No, I was in bed at 9.30, who, who but I was incapacitated. I was Hulk Hogan. I was incapacitated. But he was dead. Yeah, but he was wearing Wait, his bandage. Right after the racism thing. Oh, no, no. That was well before that, because I started seeing the Cancel landlord culture. right when that happened. Was it, was it when Hogan got canceled? Was that what it was? <laughs> I'm wearing Hogan now, so it's listen, if he did that now, yo, he would really be canceled. Yo, yo, Ho- yeah, yo Hogan yeah. fucking canceled me years ago on Twitter, because I called his son an asshole. <laughs> I've been blocked ever since. Well, to be fair, Hogan thought uh, Bam Margera was Ryan Dunn yeah. on Twitter. Terrible. Yeah, I remember that. That's one awful. of the funniest things. Oh, shit. All right, so let's get down to business, uh, children. Uh, it's episode 106. You watch, I listen. We're super pumped to be back in studio. It's fucking amazing. Uh, really it's nice like it. hanging out and seeing people again. Uh, nice being able to like look at people's faces. I wish I had something to throw at Taylor, but Why? we just we just redid the studio, so we can't make it it's a complete mess. Actually, yet. nice. Yo, yeah, for, you know, for you know how like just everyone debatable. in the world is just 
you know, craving human contact and happy. I figured say human cunt, and I was like, well, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> I, I got here. Depends who you And ask. the landlord was so nice to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's I'm going to throw a shout out to her later. Okay, later you want to save well, it? I can, I can do Just it. Just do it, do it. Well, it was a big turning point in my life with the, the language that I oh, used okay. back yeah. in the day. I was okay. a very vulgar person, and I, I remember. No I know filter. what you. I know what you're, you're talking about. And there was, you know, there was some comments made, and it made her very uncomfortable. And I remember Dan reaching out to me and saying, "Yo, you can't come back until you apologize to Caitlin because <laughs> yeah. you said some fucked up shit." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "You know what? Maybe it's time that I turn that corner and, and a little less and man this for is a little cra- more Michael." I, me and the landlord were just talking about that the other night, <laughs> and um, it's funny because she's like. I don't think he actually meant anything he was saying. It's just, she's like, I don't think he has a single ounce of, like, meanness or hate in his heart. Right. He just says things. And it's like, yeah. she's known you longer than any of us. Yeah. And so she, she was like, I wasn't even that mad. I was like, did he really just say that? <laughs> and then, to his credit, um, you were talking about, when I texted you, you were like, I was going to reach out to her. Like, you already had it, like, in your mind you are going to do that. <laughs> no, I didn't. I and- was like... <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, Dan Perosi? I, I remember that night so vividly because, like, I, you got yelled at, and then you just sat there and you're like, I, I think I'm going to go home. Yeah, like, this dude sucks. <laughs> like, it was dead silence for like a half hour. I'm like, yo, you, you know what's funny? some comments in we're, here. We're, we're not even. Yeah, I, was like, I think you were there. You we're, were, like, we're being uh, so careful. I won't even say what was happening at the time because it would allude to what you said. <laughs> yeah. I'll lose my job tomorrow. Yeah. No. He'll lose a lot but of things. I'll tell you what's funny about that because when the landlord gets pissed, she got pissed at me once ever. And I've never been more scared for my life. I remember that like, night. And it was over. It was over fucking. Now you know how I live pizza. my life, guys. It was, it was literally <laughs> over shells. pizza. Yeah. And I'll tell you the story because land, land shells. Because all that <laughs> happened was I cut myself a slice of like no one else pizza. She made all the food because I was about to shit my pants. <laughs> so I ran downstairs to go take a dump. I happened to cut two slices, put them on a plate, and I ran downstairs. And then Caitlin, and, oh shit. Uh, oh whatever. That's anyway. So the landlord gets right in my she's face fired. and is like, <laughs> my landlord gets the landlord gets right in my face and she's like. You know, that's really fucking rude that you only cut yourself pizza and no one else when I bought it. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't want to say the real reason. I No, you can't. I, I, trust me. I got it. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I got a shit. I remember uh, one time at uh, Greg's, we were, watching, uh, we were watching football, and I was making some commentary okay. about the... Uh, Team the Falcons were facing. Sure. And I got in a lot of trouble from ears. Choose your next words wisely. From ears, from ears he got in trouble. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One and the same. I'm not afraid of ears because I just yell at her all the time, too. Um, all right. That's so the greatest ne- cold open in you, you, YWIL history. Yeah. Um, acknowledging uh, hurtful comments. Yeah. <laughs> or actions, I but guess. I did. I did. I, didn't, I became more mindful of like, the shit I'd say. I, I think everyone in general has to understand a little better that. Things you say, or and this goes for uh, certain police officers in the West Melford Police Department. Oh, I'm gonna no add one, no one said you can't <laughs> feel. This is America. You can feel however you want. But if you're gonna be dumb enough to do it on social media or around people that you know that's gonna hurt, save it for the one person that's willing to hear your shit. You know what I mean? Yes, Those yes. one or two people. You know your company. That's it. All right, let's get on track now, guys. Yeah, um, okay, so last week, Taylor, I'll go first since um, all of us besides Josh probably watched the movie. Oh, okay, you did. Good boy, good boy. I'm never sure with you if you actually watched or listened to it. Manfro, did you see it? Yes. yes. Um, so we'll do the album first. Um, and you have a story about this band as well, so, Manfro. And he texted me today, and he goes, uh, he goes, what albums you give Dan? And I told him, Tracing Back Roots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, was that uh, was that when the, the pre, pre pre or post dead singer? Yeah. I think was the phrase. My story goes into that perfectly. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Wait, and, and Are you he, making yourself an accomplice after oh. the fact? Wait. And then yes. he and then he asked me. He goes, "So like, you're coming tonight, right?" 
<laughs> Am I filling in for you? Yeah. You've been the only guest host in show history, so when he it's, was when you had pneumonia. It's fucking hilarious. And then you yelled at me about Mac Miller. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Mac so um, you gave me the album um, uh, Tracing Back Roots by We Came as Romans. Uh, I've heard we, we Come as Romans. Wasn't super familiar we with them. We Come as Romans. We Come. We, we, no, we, co- we, we, we Come in Romans. Uh, okay, so We yeah. Come as Romans. Uh I had heard some of them before. I had never heard this album. This was, at, yeah, there you go. This was after the singer died. This is the new singer or the bass player was singing. No, sorry, so sorry, sorry, I, sorry. That was I, an accident. So I, I, re- I realized full out that I explained it to you wrong. So, oh, good. So, so, You're a fan. No, so, <laughs> so the lead singer Kyle was alive for this okay. album. Okay. He, he's singing. Gotcha. Okay, so this was a live album. Um, uh, not a live album, a live album, alive, yeah. but a live album. Like okay. So, um, I, I really like this album. Uh, there, there's some stuff I didn't love. Uh, I didn't give any song less than a two and there was only one, two. Okay. Everything else was three, four, five. Um, so starting off with the opening track, uh, the title track tracing back roots. I really like that. It was a great way to start the album. I like their sound. Uh, they're heavy, but there is a good amount of singing in it as well. So yeah. I like that okay. fade away. I gave a three. It was pretty good. Uh, it was a little more hokey for me, like the chorus. You know, I don't love when the whole band has to do the chorus together at the end of a song. Yeah, I don't I know, know it's why like, you don't like that. I, 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 I like it. That. I like it sometimes, but I feel like sometimes bands lean on it. There's certain bands that that's their okay. entire that's, shtick. That's fair. they didn't okay. do that here, but that's just I, I don't always love it. And it kind of felt out of place right at that moment. The next song, I Survive, I thought was awesome. I gave that a five. Great fucking song. Ghost was a four. Um, Present, Future, and Past was a four. Never Let Me Go was similar to Fade Away. I thought it was a little heavy-handed with the chorus. But the music's really good. I gave that a three. Hope was a three. Uh, Tell Me Now was a four. My least favorite song on it was A Moment. That one just did not drive for me. It's only a two. That so that's that's the first time because they had you know they had the clean and they had, uh, they had the screamer. That was one of the first songs where the uh, the screamer actually sang clean vocals. Yeah, and, and his vocals weren't that great. No, it just didn't work. At, at the, the music time. the music didn't match the vocals and yeah. just the feel of the song wasn't there for me. Um, the next song I'm free I gave a three and through the darkest dark and the brightest bright uh, the final track I gave a four. Okay. Uh, my favorite song on it was definitely the title track tracing back roots. Awesome. Um, it, maybe that's why the rest of the songs didn't necessarily live up to that one because I thought that started out great but I Survive was really fucking good too <laughs> no um, he didn't what <laughs> no he didn't I didn't survive shut up oh, <laughs> he didn't <laughs> you're you're didn't <laughs> <laughs> um, so overall, uh, I really like the music more than the... I think the lyrics on the album overall can be a little heavy-handed. Sure. But musically, it's great. The screaming is great. The mix of screaming to sing is really good. I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of 5. Um, uh, again, I added most of the songs. I, ju- I, did, I skipped over a couple of them. Like, a moment I'll never listen to again. Sure. But I did really like the album, so I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of 5. I think that's more than fair. I mean, to me, that's their best album. I mean, We Came as Romans at, the, at one okay. point in time. I had a... The ability to be the next big band in the scene, and for and right. like it was the album after this is where it fell completely flat. Okay, so Manfro, you don't like this album? No, not at all. Compared, Why? Okay, so I was a Fair. big We Came as Romans fans, and like I, I don't know if it was their title album or whatever. It was uh, probably to plant a seed or the plant a seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that album, so I bought their second album, thinking like it's gonna be like the first album. Like the only way I could describe it was like a beautiful fucking album. Yeah, facts. it was great, and like the the clean the, the clean vocals and. The heavy vocals and even the breakdowns and stuff was new. But, like, in that scene of music, 
everybody got so generic at the same time. Yeah, you're right. And they fucking, a lot of those ba they bands started blend. experimenting with a little bit of techno and a little bit of like uh, what do they call that back when they they it was played. like the backing the backing uh, back, backing vocals yeah, backing yeah, tracks they, like, and shit they would layer it. Oh, skip it. Gotcha. Like, the breakdowns about to come and you could tell all the instruments just get like DJ'd a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Oh, it's like anticlimactic. Chopped and when, screwed, but what, yeah. <laughs> scene music. When you're when you're like a metal band, I feel like that's so anticlimactic because you're expecting it to like blow yeah, up and then yeah. it's just. So I, I, their second album seemed like they, their fucking album company was like, yeah, listen, you gotta you got, push this. You want to sell thing. more it was albums? So forced that like when I went to listen to the, I li tried to listen to this album before. Like it was like, okay, maybe you know, I think it was like their third big album. Yeah, that was the, well, that's what this one is. Yeah, yeah. The next one after that. So I was like, let me try this one because the second one was total shit. And then I like listened to it and I, because I re recognized some of the songs today when I was listening to it in yeah. my car, and I was like. Yeah, this shit's just fucking garbage compared to the like the music that like, Taylor comparatively. To, yeah, I think that like Taylor's been on like a great streak with the albums he's given yeah. me. This is like the lowest one in a while, but, and I still like so, it. So here's the thing, and here's why. Here's why when it comes to my music specifically, I have so much respect for Manfro because when you talk to regular, he's a we, 303 tattoo. <laughs> no, it's a Bring Me the Horizon tattoo. 303 next though. <laughs> Dude, I went to 303. They were fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. My um, next tattoo is a Bring Me the Horizon tattoo. You told, we're talking about it. Yeah, that's fucking great. All I'm right, so uh, glad I can't see your face. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Al Borland. <laughs> like the guy Not Al. Al. No, I, I know. I said Al. The other. I know what you're talking about. Wilson. Wilson's his name. Taylor. What were you saying? To stay on the other side. <laughs> no. So what, what I'm saying, because he's, he's so educated, he knows what the fuck he's talking about. Like that for like, if you don't know what you're talking about, you're again, you're gonna say something like like their newer stuff or like exactly the second album, which is like understanding what we've grown to be, yeah. which is far and away the worst album of the three. They have three. Th those are the three good albums. Everything else is trash. How are they after the guy died? It's it's kind of different. It's, it's very hit, hit or miss. Think I don't know. I don't know if you guys remember Hawthorne Heights, but when sure. K when Casey died, their actual screamer. Yeah, he he took it took it all over. Well, oh, he was a screamer, and then it was he, just singing. Yeah, the screamer because then he died, and then it was they had just, more than one song. Well, uh, yeah, they, they, <laughs> I, I I think for me it's more I'm than one is, album. I listened to that. But, album. but what I'm saying is, is that they haven't gotten worse since Kyle died. Okay, which is usually what bands oh, yeah. it happens but to. You know what I mean? They've they kind of that they kind of like plateaued. Like this is who they are now. Yes, they're they're kind of just grinding it out, which I have a lot of respect for. If they do it for another five, ten years, they're going to be legends just because of how long they did it. Longevity makes a difference, even if you're not good. Yes. A lot of bands just based on how long they've been together. Yeah. Inc uh. Look, I love early Incubus. They haven't made a good album since like 2005. But he still rocks the Alien Ant Farm. Yeah, I love it. Alien Ant Farm's great. Yeah, they, you, know, you you love that, that album. That, I go back and I listen to it, and I think of Dan, and I'm like, this fucking album is great. It's it a is, fucking it's great anthology. It's a fucking great album. The, the, the second great. single on that song it might be the best song on that album or on that album. Uh, movies. Movies is a great fucking oh, yeah. song. Yeah. Um, I got a story about. Please let me hear this. I was about to go. I to know that. the story, and it's an amazing story. All right, let's I, hear it. Give me, give me a fucking. So I was. my cigarette. You've been. Were you at Bamboozle at Asbury Park? Yes, I was. Okay, so they played there, and they were like on the main stage, and I had a hotel maybe like eight ten minutes away Dude, from they, the concert venue. They played venue. early. They played early. They played like ten thirty in the morning early. So I had met this girl from Chicago and like kind of nice. like you know talked on and off and we'd see her at the concert and stuff like that. So it's like I think the our last night down there was like a Saturday night and uh, going into Sunday we're going to the concert the next day. So there's two girls smoking a cigarette and my friend Adam that was with me, Adam from Upper Greenwood. Yeah, Lake. I know Adam. <laughs> <laughs> he, he goes down to the lobby and he sees these two girls and they're smoking. They're like, oh, you should come up and party with us. There's a band up there. And, and so he goes up there not knowing anything about this band and he comes... He comes knocking on my door. I'm with the girl. I've been so in hotels with you when like, you knock on the door. I usually never open it to anything good. Yeah, yeah. so I can put my clothes back on, and I'm like, yo, what's going on, man? You know, like, I'm trying to... I'm busy. Yeah, he's like, 
yo, there's some people up there. They want to hang out. They're the Spartans. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, cool, dude. I can off. picture Adam saying that. Yeah, fuck off. I'll be up there in a half hour or whatever. So then like a half hour passes by. He comes knocking on the door again. Dude, you know the Spartans? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He brings you up like, to a room. And you're they just... played the main stage. Now I'm thinking in my head, like, the Spartans. The Spartans, the Spartans. And I'm like, we came as Romans? And I fucking guessed it. And he's like... Yeah, 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 that's them. I'm partying with them upstairs. I'm like, yo, I'm let's there. fucking go. Yeah. So wait, I grab a bottle. I, I, we had like two bottles. One was Jack Honey. Okay. And so I was like, let's get this fucking up there. Let's see if these guys want to take some shots. So I t- take the bottle up. The girl's with me and her friend. And we all go up into the room. And like back then, those girls were groupies. Sure. But I would consider them more like influencers. And they're like, <laughs> before influencers was a thing. Yeah, it's like right. Kate Hudson, almost yeah. famous. Working yeah. like the fucking street team so and we, shit. So we go up there and they're like, dead quiet like it kind of got awkward when i got in there uh-huh. so i was like yo want some fucking shots and they were like oh eh, okay and one guy was like <laughs> okay and then i went to pour him the shot and he's like no nah, never mind and i was like okay whatever so then me and adam like cheers we're like you fucking pussies <laughs> we're fucking down the shot the one the two guys i don't know who they were in the in the band i don't really know their faces but they were fucking crushing up pills and i was like whoa yeah <laughs> they're not drinking but I was like let's fucking go but then i was like nah cuz i'm with adam and we just like we just drink, drink and we're like we don't want to fucking do downers now or whatever Obviously, yeah cuz you've already been not drinking now. not so now and this was the final straw <laughs> later yeah they were like uh well let's take a picture so my friend adam goes in and puts his arm around the one guy that he was like talking to and stuff and then they're like dude you can't be in the picture this is going to be on our instagram or something like that Talk- Send it to like, you? What about no, saying what, it to my, to my friend Adam? Because oh. I didn't want to be in no fucking picture with them. I don't know these fucking guys. You don't know the Spartans. Because like I meet these bands, these are great bands, but I'm not starstruck by them. Sure. Because I just feel like they're regular dudes. Like I met 303. I met Trey Cyrus at a bar, and I fucking talk to them. Sure. Just like I'm not starstruck by them. If I met Bob Dylan, like I did when I was seven, I was starstruck. <laughs> I, like, it's Bob Dylan. Like I did Bob when Dylan. I, what the fuck? Like I did when I was seven. Yeah, I met him when I was seven. What would you do if you met him again now? I'd be like, is that the rest of the fucking story? Yeah, no, they were they were crushing up pills. They were having a good time, but they were a bunch of pussies. It's basically <laughs> the, the moral of the story. Did uh, your outlook on the band change, like even listening to yeah. them after seeing I, meeting I, them? In my head, I was like, this band is like really great. Like they put out good music and stuff like that. And you I thought they like, were heavy and they party. Yeah, yeah. And like I was like, oh, they're, they're like normal dudes, you know. Two guys over there doing pills. The other guys taking shots. The other guys are probably gonna fucking bang these groupies out like it's real. Like, Yo, it looks like these Instagram guys. Picture. It looks like these guys are in a rock band. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's pretty cool, but I was like doing the same shit. Fucking yeah, the floor oh, below them. Yeah, like, they're they're. Floor you were doing it harder too. And I was yeah, like, the special. Bro, floor. I have I have fucking pint, uh, Hawaiian pizza downstairs, bro. <laughs> Come fuck with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got fucking pineapple and ham, dude. I'll never forget <laughs> when at the, at the at the UFC when I walk into your hotel room and there's just. Literally, at least three hundred dollars in cash on the floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the mattress is off the frame, and there's paraphernalia everywhere. J- Jelani's like, "Yo, what's this?" And he picks up a twenty. I was like, "Keep it." Put it in fucking pocket. <laughs> Dude, I was like, uh, "Didn't you piss on?" No, that was me. <laughs> that I was just. It was like, "Dude, what are you doing?" And I turn around, and she walks into it. Dude, he's was, like, "I paid for this room." My dick was on Snapchat that night. <laughs> Dude, the next, I, I went home, and I see my sister, and she's like, Dan, I really didn't need to see Manfro's dick. And I had no idea, and then Dan told me, like, after, like, the, the story's already gone, after, like, all the girls probably saved it, 
But he's like, yo, your dick was on Snapchat. I'm like, oh, that's, that's good to know. I had fucking, we were doing big boy pee together. Like, just me and him. In the I, bathroom. Got, I got pictures of this yeah. fucking guy in full American, Dude, American flag you took the, shit. You walked in, saw me doing big boy pee. You took the picture. You're like, I got to go too. And you pulled him down. And then uh, we were, I was like, I think in the Snapchat video, I was like, woo. <laughs> like wiggling my junk. Yeah, you almost yeah. got me too because of me. <laughs> you got me me too. Did the cancel culture go back into Snapchat? Uh, I don't. As long as it's not saved in anywhere. Like, have you done like spring cleaning on Facebook at all? Like, trying to delete things that you've posted? Yeah, I, probably that, a lot of rap lyrics in I, there that would not be. Accepted. I know, and that's that's like a gray area to me. Always, I would always put like a star, would, like a blank, like an asterisk. Yeah. See, I did not because I every if I was listening to Fifty Cent the other day, one of his older albums. Every other line is yeah. has that word in yeah, it, and facts. it's like, what word? I wanna, I wanna like, <laughs> so you wanna yell it. I wanna express this, but I can't. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, you have awareness at least, which yeah. is nice. I'm woke, bro. Woke. <laughs> so you woke. I listen. <laughs> all, right, all right, so guys, let's get into the movie now. Um, so we did a, something different this past week. Uh, I gave a movie that none of us had seen because it wasn't even out yet, and that was uh, Judd Apatow's latest film with Pete Davidson, kind of autobiographical, um, The King of Staten Island. Um, so right off the bat, Taylor, Dude, please. This movie is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. To me, it's one of Apatow's absolute best work. Um, there's so many redeeming qualities about it. I mean, even though, like I said, it is based, loosely based yeah. off of Pete Davidson's life, is that even though you like you know how fucked up he is and how much sure. he's got going on in you know in the in the media and shit, it's like this kid's kind of fucked up, and it's like he's, he's got mental himself. illness. He, he has Crohn's disease too. So yeah. Love yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, <laughs> no, so like. Fuck you, man. You threw everything <laughs> off, dude. Sorry, bro. Piece of shit, dude. No, okay. So it's based... I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. All right. No, it's, okay. It's so loosely it's, based on his life. It's loosely based on his life. And basically, you feel so bad for this kid after a while. Because you, you realize what's happening is not really under his... Like, it's, he can't control his emotions. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't really know what the yeah. fuck he's up to. Yeah. Um, the whole thing I love, too, when Bill Burr is finally introduced, it is... Phenomenal. He. It is ridiculous how good of an actor Bill Burr really is. Honestly, like no. It's, and even when you think so, back to like Breaking Bad and then his one episode of Mandalorian this past season, he's he's a really good actor. Show work is his best. Oh, thing. that's absolutely. what I said. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said, dude. I'm telling. So the part when uh, first of all, Pete Davidson tattoos like a, like a six year old. <laughs> Bro, that gave me the most anxiety. Of dude, ever I was like, I was, yeah. I was like, what yeah. is happening? What I'm are you like, doing? No, I'm, no, like literally, I'm like, please, like even later in the movie when like his buddies rob a, a pharmacy. Yeah, I, wasn't even I was, yeah. I was all right. And but dude, I would rather right. see that than a little kid getting tattooed and him thinking it's okay. Dude, I yeah. just, I just the, the one guy's like, no, no, but like. Everybody knows that. Yeah, if you got you a have tattoo to. professionally yeah. before in it's, your life, yeah, you sucks. know how much paperwork you have to do. Absolutely. I got my first one when I was 17. Yeah. And like, I had to have my dad come in and sign and shit. Of but course. Like, like, that just like... Uh, it, it instantly me. tells you... It was weird. It instantly like tells it. you how fucked up in the head he is before you know anything else about him, really. But then, and yo, how fucked up but Staten dude, Island is. Yeah, dude, and then when Bill Burr shows up with his kid and he's like, not, he's like, you know, the dad knocking on the door <laughs> yeah. is like, your son tried to beat up my son. <laughs> like, some shit like that. But like, when he, like, he said it and he's like, his cadence is what makes him really funny when he's like, yeah, who tattoos a nine-year-old, you piece of shit? Because <laughs> like, in the way he delivers his lines, but uh, Marissa Tomei's babe. She's, she, and everything. Abraham Lincoln, always. She's, uh, she's like one of my number ones, Marissa it, Tomei. It's amazing. Think God how just sent her to be Aunt May for me. <laughs> yeah, dude, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing how good she looks still at her age. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then on they top, give her old roles too. Like, I know she yeah, said something like, "Since I got cast as Aunt May, I'm a mom and everything." <laughs> but dude, it's uh, it's an absolutely phenomenal movie. There's a lot of redeeming qualities to it. 
Um, it's very charming. It's very witty. It's very funny. There's some over the top shit, but that's just like a, that's just the style. It never takes that like it never takes that gigantic leap into like uh, absurdity. And like Forty Year Old Virgin, I love Forty Year Old Virgin, that's but amazing. you go into the absurdity with like the waxing scene. It's more <laughs> over the top and right. even knocked up. This is more of a dramedy than a comedy. Like yeah. I would say that the L, like the one that Vapitao I could compare it the closest to is Funny People. Facts. And I loved Funny People. Between uh, it's hard for me to rank his movies because um, I think his three. I think Forty Year Virgin's the funniest. Knocked Up is really funny too, but the three best movies are Funny People. This is Forty and uh, King of Staten Island. You think Which this is Forty? Really that funny? Him, I don't right? think it's that funny. I'm just saying his best movies. Oh, I love. Uh, yeah, it's Paul. It's, a, it's technically the sequel to Knocked Up because it's Paul Rudd playing his yeah, character yeah. from that. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I love you, man. Right? Uh, it's well, it's not I love you, man. That's a different movie. That's not Judd Apatow. No, he produced. He didn't direct it. He only has directed That's those few. No, so, I love, I love, I love you, man. You're talking about I love you, man. You're talking about this is forty. This is forty. Yeah, uh, I saw but, this is forty. Uh, so, like Manfro, what did you think of King and Staten Island? I think it was cool. Like, I, I was expecting to like fucking hardcore laugh because I think Pete Davidson's pretty like a funny dude. I think a lot of people I, were. I used expecting to watch that. him on fucking Guy Code back yeah. in the day, and that yeah. girl who's in the friend in that movie in the beginning, the friend that was interested. She was interested. They used to date. Yeah, they used to date back in the day. But like, I guess now they're in movies together. They must they're friends. Remain, yeah. remain friends. But like, when she was on Girl Code, she was the funniest one, and he was on Girl Code and Guy Code. And he was the funniest one. Okay. I was like, that's like the dream couple right there. And I followed them both on Instagram. They didn't have and, a lot of followers and, and shit. And he goes from dating her to Ariana Grande to yeah. Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, no, <laughs> dude's a stud. But yeah, I guess so. I think the movie was cool because of like. Like the Staten Island thing, yeah, and I've seen a lot of that. Sure, like most of like where that shit was shot, I've seen a lot of Staten Island, and like Chappelle. I'm not sure if you guys watch his Netflix. Oh, I was about to say, but he he said it exactly right. Fuck everybody in, in Staten, Staten Island, Island except yeah. for the Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, yeah dude, I died at that. Yeah. But uh, Josh, what do you think of the movie? I loved it. Um, yeah, you know, you know that my favorite Apatow movie is uh, is Funny People. Yeah, and this is a close second for me. I, I'd agree because it was uh, Funny People was dark. This was pretty dark at times. Yeah. Um, but uh, what what was I gonna say? Pretty dark at times. I mean, dude, it was I, wild. I, th I still think Funny People's his darkest. Oh, like when yeah. you're th dealing with yeah. cancer, this this was dark too. I thought Davidson was great for his first, like his second big role technically, because there's a movie on Amazon Prime that just came out that's supposed to be really good. Yeah, he's friends with a little kid or something. Yeah, yeah. I, it's supposed to be really good. But uh, he was great. Bill Burr, like you said, was fantastic. I thought the girl that played Pete Davidson's girlfriend. The, no, I hated that girl. I, I I liked her on the morning show. I was happy to see her get a different. Role. Why'd you hate her? Because like the accent. Her accent well, she's was British. So off. Yeah. yeah, that's what I but, figured. Like, she I did it more over the top. I immediately knew. Like I immediately knew. I was like, that accent's fake. She, yeah, it's and, fake. Like, and I pointed it out, and then in my head, I was like, what? What the fuck's wrong with this? Like, is she? She must be English or something. Yeah, she's then, British. Yeah. And then like Sam's on her fucking IMBD. She's like oh, English actress. I'm like, <laughs> I knew that bitch was fucking English. Because. Uh, because, like, I don't know why Marissa Tomei didn't do the fucking My Cousin Vinny. Did My Cousin Vinny? Yeah. Have the Chinese accent. food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, why didn't she just... I wish that she went a little more with the accent. And she did a, yeah, and and she that, did a little less. I wish they would have just casted someone uh, from I only, I only had one real complaint with the movie. Um, I thought it kind of rushed into the ending. Like, I felt like it was going somewhere, and then the ending, like, it was a fast landing. I didn't love how he didn't make up with his sister. Because the sister was a big part of the middle of the story. Yeah. Goes to her college party. They have the big fight before she leaves for college. She yells at him on the phone after the botched robbery. And I thought that they could have put like maybe 30 seconds aside for him to call and leave her a voicemail. It's a minor, minor complaint yeah. with yeah. an otherwise great movie. I was going to say, the only, the only complaint I have really is that... Well, two, really. So I agree with you about the forced ending. It kind of just... That was yeah, it. Yeah, sure. And then... 
for, but then to add on to that, it felt like it was so long to get there. Yeah. See, it was I, a very long movie. I, so this it felt is, long. This is a difference, and I had this conversation with the landlord. I love all Apatow's movies, but I do think that he has a problem. He usually keeps about 20 minutes too much in most of his movies. Yeah. And even in the great ones, like Funny People's Great, there is a drag period in the third act. Same thing with This is 40, and even Knocked Up and 40-Year-Old Virgin can run a little long. This one did not run long for me at all. Like, it was for me, and the landlord has had that biggest complaint, because we just rewatched Funny People, and she said, I liked it, but that third, it drags for like 20 minutes. This didn't drag for me at all. I didn't think it was slow whatsoever, but it is a two hour and 15 minute movie. Yeah. So everyone's going to experience the speed of a movie differently. Yeah, right. No, I know that. I'm just, it just for me, it felt like you said, it felt maybe 10 minutes too long. Yeah. I mean, and there's stuff that was in the trailers. It wasn't even in the movie, which right. means he has even more. F- and I assume there's something with the sister there. Like I said, they could have put 30 seconds aside for him to just call and leave her a voicemail. And that's Apatow's daughter, Yeah, right? Maude Apatow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because like she's like in she was the, a knocked up. murder. Yeah, I, yeah, that was a knocked up. <laughs> Yeah, like so and, long ago, and you're like, holy shit, she's old and now. She's in, and like, I, I don't even find her attractive because I've seen her since she was since a little she was kid. Good. Like, she's in euphoria That's also. usually the opposite of how I feel. <laughs> you feel old yet, dude? <laughs> but, um, so Taylor, what would you give King of Staten Island on your grading scale? 9.3. 9.3? What would you give it up? On a scale of 1 to 10, what do you give it? I, I would say, like, a 7.5. Josh? Um, yeah, I'll probably go like eight six on um on letter. I do one to five on Letterbox. I gave it a four. It's a, I might watch it again. It's like a four and a half. Out of I, ten? Out of five. Out of five. Oh. Um, I'm the only one that does it at ten because I'm weird. Um, I, I like the five scale for it because four four means I really like it. Three means it's good. I'll watch it again. Like a lot of the event, like Marvel movies are threes for me. Like Doctor Strange, I liked. It's a three. I don't love it. It's good. For what it is. I think I gave the last Spider-Man movie like three and a half, four. Three and a half means I'll definitely rewatch it. Three just means I acknowledge it's good and I'll watch it again. Yeah. yeah. Like if it's on TV or some shit. Yeah. All right. Let's get into our picks for this week. Um, Taylor, I'm going to give you a couple options here. Okay. Choices. Um, so one of them is a, a recent A24 movie. Another one? Okay. Yeah. I mean, we have so many that you haven't seen. I'm I trying know. to help you out. You're I trying to watch them. Um, one of them is a classic 80s. Um, uh, it's a comedy horror, but it's an iconic movie in the field okay. um, that's been quoted a thousand times over, copied a thousand times over. Think it's along the lines of like a dead alive type. Okay. okay. And the other one is a really old Hitchcock movie that is maybe one of my favorite of his films. Uh, Don't do the Hitchcock. Definitely not doing Hitchcock. <laughs> You're going to get it at some point, just next week now. That's fine. Just get as long as I buy a week, sure. I'll be all right. Uh, Are you gonna get risky? No, give me a twenty-four. Okay, a twenty-four. Okay, so I actually had, I've told you about this movie a couple times now. I don't, um, need, I don't need the anxiety. This ju- week. Just it's not an, the other one's not an anxiety-inducing movie at all. Um, but um, Justin and I told you about it. Uh, I watched it first. Told him to watch it. Uh, the farewell. It's called. It's on Amazon Prime. Right. Yeah. yeah uh, this okay. is with Aquafina. The comedian, uh, musician, I guess, who I didn't know anything about until oh, the, the girl, the I Asian think? girl, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't know anything about her besides her name until I saw the the most recent Jumanji movie that she's in. She's in the second one. You watched uh, that piece dude, of sh- crap. No, dude, they're really good. Like, I'm shocked. Like, I watched the Jumanji the first the, one. The, the, I like I, I liked it. I liked it. Um, I like also like Central Intelligence too. I, I for some reason that, I like that. I, I like that. One. <laughs> 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 I'm the opposite. I don't like yeah, Central Intelligence. Good, uh, but um, so this stars Aquafina. Um, it's so. So it's, I usually wouldn't like a movie like this. Uh, she comes from a Chinese family. Uh, her grandmother in China that still lives there is sick with cancer, terminal. But in China, they don't tell people they're dying. They're, so 
She has no idea. Her grandmother has no idea she's dying. They go back to visit her under the ruse that her cousin's getting married so they can all see her one last time. It's kind of like a weird, like, coming of age, uh, coming to grips with the reality of the situation, a culture shock kind of thing because Aquafina doesn't understand why you wouldn't tell this woman she's sick. Right. And her whole family's like, this is how we do things here. We want them to die happy rather than scared, which does make sense on paper in a lot of ways. You wonder, it, it challenges those kinds of thoughts. Um, I was not expecting to like this movie whatsoever. Okay. It's incredibly moving. Very well done. I see uh, Lacey peeking out from under the garage. Um, <laughs> Hello, Lacey. Hello. <laughs> new, new best friend here. Um, but uh, yeah, so the pick for this week is The Farewell. I really, really enjoyed it. My puppy just <laughs> snuck in. She's seen Taylor. <gasps> met, never met Manfro. So this makes for great listening. She's got a, a piece of wood in her mouth. I'm your new best friend. She That's loves it. Right. Go say hi to Manfro. Don't knock over the light, please. Oh God. oh, God. I'm I'm seeing disaster happening. It's all right. It's fine. It'll be all right. Just, no, it's, it's falling now. Just make sure that light doesn't fall. Josh, how much are those bulbs? Uh, they're, they're, yeah, they're bulbs. Okay, that's fine. Uh, yeah, bring uh, Madrela in. <laughs> no. Bring her in. She's got to come around the other way. She can't. <laughs> A former guest, Michaela of the show, doesn't want to come back on. Well, we don't want you back. <laughs> Mamera's putting the mic to Lacey. She's camera shy. Uh, oh so God, no. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go. I'm gonna take my, nope. I'm gonna take my stick and leave. <laughs> so yeah, my pick for this week is The Farewell. Got a lot of critical acclaim. Again, I like when a movie that I don't think I'm gonna like, I end up really, really enjoying. That ended up, I gave that a four and a half out of five on Letterboxd. No so shit. I really okay. enjoyed that. Justin loved it as well. Uh, there's one scene in it that made okay. both me and the landlord tear up at the same time, and oh. Justin watched it two days later, and the same thing happened to him. Oh shit. So. Well, yeah. Oh, well, well, cool. Well, we'll, we'll see. see. Depressing you have to watch. It's not, no, it's not depressing. It's not like uh, not tiered up for it, a depressing it, reason. Man, from not watching. <laughs> so defiant. He's going to watch Biodome. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Mighty Bush, dude. Mighty Bush. got canceled. Yo, I meant to text you the next day. Got ca it got he, pulled. He texted me that. That like, thing's been fucking canceled. For, I no, they pulled, it, they pulled it off all streaming platforms. Oh, yeah. It's really, it's really <laughs> shit in there. Yeah, I know. That's why they pulled it. Because of blackface. Yeah, Mighty Bush, dude. He just texted me randomly the day. He goes, Mighty Bush, dude. <laughs> I did the same thing to him. <laughs> like, all right, cool. I got Sam to watch them all, and she's like, I can't get enough of this show. It's a great show. <laughs> I, um, before you give the album pick, I have to tell a story about Manfro's girlfriend, Sam. Okay. For, um, so she hates Lacey Evans, right? <laughs> the wrestler. And I will just randomly, she'll post or tweet anything. I just write, act like a lady or say so <laughs> traditional. So she was working a few months ago, and I was like, I'm going to call her, and I'm just going to play the Lacey Evans theme song. <laughs> so I'm using, I'm calling from the landlord's phone so it doesn't show up as my name. Uh, on the caller ID, <laughs> she picks up and uh, hello wherever she works, and you say so traditional. The music's <laughs> playing, and there's like a pause. She goes, "Oh my god, who is this?" She, <laughs> and she's texting him about it. Gets home, and he's like, "I couldn't keep a straight face." You started yeah, cracking yeah, up yeah. instantly. I was like, and she's like, "I think I know," but I, was like, <laughs> I don't know. Which, and I can't like lie. I'm like terrible liar. <laughs> All right, Micah, take so, it away. Uh, the album I'm going to give you this week is by a metal band from Japan. Okay, interesting. Now I'm, it, we have an Asian flavor this week. So, I guess. I mean, yeah. Well, Asian cuisine. Woke. <laughs> We're woke. Yeah, all so, social justice warrior movies. Uh, it, it should be a different <laughs> culture. What? What culture? What black about? culture? Yes. Can I say the fucking? We won't say that. You could say black culture. That's your that's what you're supposed to say. Oh, Can okay. I say the album, please? <laughs> Japanese okay? Japanese metal band. Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I, they ain't nothing to fuck with. Uh, so the band this week is called, now I'm going to say it slow so you get this right, because both of you are going to be fucking stupid about it. Yep. Cross uh -huh. Faith. Faith. Cross, like Faith, Faith Hill. Yes, correct. Cross Faith Hill. Cross, how, how can we faith. get stupid about that? Cross, cross Faith. You like Cross Faith, dude? 
probably like Crossfade. No, you I probably did. I never have. I don't even remember what single was theirs. What was their song, Manfro? Could you sing it? Wait, hold on. What I belong that? to you. You belong to me. You're my sweet. <laughs> oh. Hey! When you guys were talking before about like chorus, like the whole band doing it, that's the first song that came into my yeah. head. Yeah. Why hey. is that the song that comes to <laughs> mind? Oh. oh. <laughs> Stupid. So the band right. is called Crossfade, and the album is called Ex Machina. Ex Machina, like the movie. Oh, yes, I know the lead thanks. singer is Shinsuke Nakamura, right? <laughs> See, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so Japanese describe this. Chinese. Japanese. Japanese. You sure? Are you sure? Yes. Because that, you sure if you get that man- wrong, that's offensive. Are there's not Mandarin? Mandarin. Or Vietnamese? Mandarin. Viet Cong. What'd you say? The Vietnamese? Why'd you say that? So got some Vietnamese? No, nah, but listen, they really are awesome. And kind of what Demanfra was saying, it's an old school, it's an old school sound. But the thing that's cool is they implement some EDM influences. Okay, in there. but it doesn't like, it doesn't fuck with like the momentum of the song because it is metal to its core. Um, these guys are really talented musicians. It's all in Japanese. No. Oh, okay. Uh, they, I thought it was. It's in English. We really, really like you. <laughs> Josh, that's you turn cool. down the mics. I feel like mine's quieter. Uh, there, no, was some, there was some clipping. Oh, got you. Okay, no problem. But uh, so what are you clipping? The, uh, uh, your dick. Your bush. <laughs> All right. Your bush. <laughs> your the uh. So uh, the one song I wanted to highlight is called uh, "Catastrophe." Okay. Really fucking excellent song. Hits you from the from the moment it from the moment it starts to the moment it ends. It's one of the greatest songs on the album. And they also look at "Lost in You," another really, really, really good fucking song. So this will be different. I'm interested I in this. I can relate to "Lost in You." How? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been lost in you a few times. Uh, a few, not recently. We've been no. on quarantine, yeah, so that's true. All right, cool. So uh, different stuff this week. Um, all right, guys, let's get into some uh, interesting stuff. Um, I figured um, we have one big subject to talk about in a little bit, but I got some other basic things. Uh, today it was announced Aunt Jemima's canceled. Um, there, which I saw people actually complaining about this. Like, all right, it's it's fucking syrup. Let's chill out here. Of all the things to be upset about, comparing it to like the uh, Confederate flag, which again you shouldn't be that upset about anyway. But Aunt Jemima, and then in turn, I was wondering if uh, Uncle Ben would become a victim here as well. Uncle Ben's rice, not Uncle Ben like Aunt May's Uncle Ben, but Uncle Ben rice is, is Uncle also ben canceled. White or black? Black. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Ben's rice is canceled, and the first thing I thought of was uh, The Sopranos when Tony first meets Noah, uh, Meadows' half black, half Jewish boyfriend. He sees the Uncle Ben box and faints. <laughs> it wakes yeah. up, Uncle Ben. <laughs> so those are canceled. Um, Manfred, I know you're a big AEW guy. Yeah. Uh, you and I have had text message conversations. Oh, shit. Is it 8 o'clock yet? Um, no, it's 7.42. I need to have someone record that. Uh, there you go. Um, so we've talked about the ratings on both these things. And I told Josh and Taylor about this, but uh, AEW did beat NXT in the ratings this week by uh, this past week by 20,000 viewers. But oh, they shit. both lost to Total Bellas in yeah. the ratings, which is really scary and sad. It's just wrestling just does not click when there's no fans in attendance. What happened? Yeah, Did it's... someone get shot yesterday? No, the perf- uh, shot where? At the performance No, that was on Monday. The performance center stalker from like two, three years ago that was in jail because he went there showed up again. Lacey Evans, Dana Brooke went outside, tell him to come in and be one of the fans, not realizing who he is. And he was calling out Triple H while playing his music. Uh, again. His own music? No, he's playing Triple H's music oh, while calling him I out to fight. I thought it would be better if it was like... <laughs> So, Manfro, wrestling A&W isn't different for you at all, even with no audience? Or it's got to be slightly different. 
Uh, you see, like, the thing is, is that, like, I watched WWE most of my life. Sure, like, I, same. I never changed. I never, like, you guys... You were, didn't watch WCW? I watched WCW, but I was more of a WWE mm-hmm. fan. So if I had to choose, like, the Monday Night Wars, I was sure. always a WWE. But I would go back and, like, watch okay. the big matches sure. like, towards the end sometimes. They had Hogan, to... Goldberg, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Um like when Goldust was wrestling, I would be like, okay, I'm going to change it. Yeah, <laughs> when Goldust. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else would say Stone Cold. You're like, Goldust. But it's shit. funny how that comes oh, full circle now. And, and now, I'm like, oh, man, if, if Dustin Rhodes is wrestling, i got to watch Yeah, it. for sure. Yeah. And he's wrestling better now than he has at any point and in I his career. And I watched ECW a lot. Yeah. When, like, the pay-per-views of the, bo- the Black Box. And it was on TNN at 2 in the morning. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So with the AEW now, I just like I never got that indie wrestling. You used to hate the indie thing. I I never liked it because I was just a purist, like WWE all the way, and yeah, right, big main superstars, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, and stuff. But like this one, for some reason, just grabbed me. Well, they let the they let the workers work rather than everything being so scripted and and produced. It's more about the matches. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not so much the storylines. They do. Corny gimmicks sure. and stuff like the sure. Joey Janela one last week the was Brandy amazing. Ro- Brandy Rhodes was in a really bad storyline for a little bit with her group or whatever. Oh yeah, when she was cutting the hair, but yeah. that shit ended quick. Yeah, because they just... they listened to the fans. The yeah, thing WWE yeah. doesn't do. So but dumb. I think the problem is like I love I love watching matches, but the problem AEW probably has is that there isn't enough of a character development. They and they also don't have that star, which I've said from the beginning. Like they don't have that one guy. They need that. They, Kenny Omega is the best wrestler in the world and has been for a long time now. And no one gives a shit besides no. J- the J- Japanese. And MJF old, is like, you know. Oh, the, he's going to be a mega star. Yeah. And like Sammy yeah. Guevara and the young guys yeah. that are in there are fucking I, great I have talent. No, I have no wow. doubt MJF, if anyone's going to sustain and carry through, he's the best young heel I've ever, ever seen. Well, see, the only time I really watch is when I got to see Andy Williams from Every Time I Die, Butchering the Blade, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, he's I, sick, too. He's, he's fucking he's, awesome. He's, he's like 6'4". He's like 350. They're, they're even with the revival now, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> which are their well, F- FTR and so, AW. Whatever. I would say like because I like I let it go for a minute, and even like when at the height when I was watching like wrestling with these guys every Monday night, you know, Rogue Mondays sure. and shit. Like I always, he'll even tell you I always preferred NXT and I always preferred the indie scene. Like I always loved. You like, always like the smaller guys. Yeah, well, that's like Jeff Hardy was my favorite wrestler of all time, and I wasn't I a big. He was see, good. I like the Hardy then, Boys, but, but I didn't like either of them as solo. Like guys. when, uh, like when Ricochet and Will Osprey had that match in New Japan that broke the internet. Oh, yeah, 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 fucking yeah. why? I, I don't like Dude, that at all. I loved it. <laughs> that was I, sweet. That was I, sweet match. Well, there, I, cool. I don't like when it just flips and false finishes and just, false finishes it, piss me. And now, well, AEW guys just got yelled at for their. Crazy um, dive spots, the crash and burn spots, because oh, the guys been getting hurt like well, left that's, and right. But listen, it's like it's just like watching a, a girls match in the in the in the oh, WWE where yeah, right. they, the they, only they... person that doesn't hurt anyone is Charlotte Flair. Yeah. She's the only athlete there really is, and it's like terrible. There's bro. other oh good like God. characters, like Sasha Banks is good on the mic, but and Ronda Rousey was great in ring because she's an actual fighter. But then you look at everyone else outside of Charlotte Fair, no one else can actually like have a smooth match. <laughs> Charlotte Fair, Charlotte Fair. <laughs> well, Shayna Baszler could because she's a fighter too, but her matches actually look like shoot. Style yeah, but I just I just stare at her like eyelash things. <laughs> well, that's all you can look at. Is that like the same thing with because I know because like the, she was on the Ultimate Fighter. Does Sonya Deville fucking hurt? She's people? actually uh, no, she has it. She's actually pretty good too. And from what I haven't watched SmackDown like at all. Well, I haven't watched. But no, I, from what I, Friday, Friday is like the worst day. But to have from it. what I understand, just, yeah, I guess I, the last thing I want to do on a Friday night is watch, watch wrestling. wrestling. Even right? if I'm home on a Friday night, I'm like I'm not watching wrestling. No, like, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Thursday. I want to drink and play video games or be in or baseball is usually on, which we'll get to that in a fucking second. Yeah. Um. So the next thing I have. 
have here is a big cancellation in cancel culture besides Aunt Jemima, besides Uncle Ben. And this is we can't call it cancel culture, but Chris D'Elia is done. Yeah, he's done. <laughs> what do you do? Um, it came out uh, that he yes. was trying to pick up a 16-year-old girl. Um, and then a couple other girls came forward saying he's asking them for nudes, trying to seduce them. And they have the receipts. They have what did the... he do wrong? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We have the inappropriate bell. No, nah, but uh, it's, it's, it's... But, and he just played a pedophile on the show You on Netflix, too. And he played a pedophile on Workaholics also. Yeah, I, th I think K it was summed up perfectly like uh, by a KFC barstool. And he's like, you don't trust a guy that's never drank or done drugs, ever. He, does, he doesn't? No, no he's he, completely he, straight that's, that's what he's like. That's one of the things he's known for is that like he doesn't I'm drink. crazy without it. Yeah, right. he does, yeah. He doesn't do drugs, does, did none of that. But it's so weird. Like you said, he just played a pedophile. He's from Canada. And, True. No, no, so is he from Canada? Is he? Yeah, I don't he think there. so. Well, he, he, has not, he has a crazy accent. Yeah, I, I think he is French. Canadian. It's yeah, like French-Canadian accent. Josh, French -Canadian? can you confirm for us? I don't uh, think so. What Chris is. But, so, I mean, that goes without saying, but, like, what he really, like, that's really Chris is from New Jersey. Okay. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> but he, he has, said he it has on roots. roots. He's French New Jersey. No, he was born in New Jersey. What part of but, New Jersey? But his Montclair. parents. Montclair. <laughs> his parents are French-Canadian. <laughs> Duh. Duh. So here's the thing. It doesn't with matter. He's canceled. Fuck him. With, yeah. I agree. With Crystalia, I always thought his videos, like of his impressions, Chris were really Delia's funny. Crystalia's parents were born in Queens. <laughs> close really enough. Asshole. Nothing even remotely close to Canada. <laughs> I, I never liked his stand-up at all. I didn't think he was he funny. He weirded me out. But his his impressions were really good. All yeah. his videos. But his stand-up never did it for me. In interviews, he was funny. But his, he's one of those dudes. He just something about him didn't click for See, me. You know what sucks? And I knew it. He was a pedophile. See what I sucks too is because like he was getting so he was getting popular really quick these last three years like really popular his podcast was taking off all this shit and not to mention there are like compilation videos of him and brian callen going out oh back yeah and they're forth. great they're and it great. was fucking hilarious and it just made me listen even though it sucks now that he's done what he's done but like i appreciate that like that has brought me to really appreciate how good brian callen is yeah brian callen's fucking, fucking hilarious um, dude. so it looks like crystal lee is done uh and the other one they're, they're going after and i have some very conflicting feelings on this is uh howard stern howard stern is oh, in the yeah, crosshairs yeah. of cancel culture because of um and it was after ted during danson. the during that well it's part yeah when he was mocking ted danson <laughs> when ted danson did blackface with Whoopi. Um, he did it, and it was about um, when the O.J. Simpson trial was happening, and he was asking Robin questions about Mark Furman throwing racial slurs at her and things like that. Mind you, this is from like 1992, 93, um, and Howard Stern has no one to blame but himself in this situation because he did an interview recently where he says, oh, I've never used the N-word. There he is using it multiple times, and I'm sure his defense would be like, I didn't say it. It was that character, which... Uh, Mr. Imus said to do characters. <laughs> <laughs> do characters like Mr. Imus. But it's like, it's, listen, I, I agree with you. It is a 1,000% his, like, it's his and, fault that he's in trouble. Like, he, like, there's well, no he, way. First off, he did it. He also then said that he never used the word. And also, he's been, he's become a social justice warrior. Like, listen, I, years, I understand yeah. that you have to evolve, especially when you're doing it for as long as Howard's been doing it. You, no one wants to hear a 65-year-old man doing the same thing from when he was 20. You don't survive like that. You don't last as long as he has by doing the same thing over and over. Still the best interviewer. He's still the best interviewer alive. The the, the bulk or the prime of Howard the Howard Stern show is the greatest radio to ever happen. There's no denying it. I, I still probably prefer Opie and Anthony, but there is no Opie and Anthony with Howard Stern, without Howard Stern. But he's become such a social justice warrior, and this is what the left does. They eat their own. You see it now with the movement happening, and we're all, you know, we're all behind it. We're for it. There's so much infighting. You're not doing enough. You're not woke enough. You need to do more when people are trying to do the right thing. I know someone that is trying to, that is organizing a, a local group in this. 
and they're trying to do the right thing. They're a white person, and they're getting grilled left and right. You need to do this better, like abused really? verbally. And it's unfortunate. But like Howard Stern, that's what happens when you give into these animals. You give them an inch, they take a, a they take a mile. And that's what my big issues with the left. And everything just sucks. Everyone's an asshole. Everyone's getting canceled. Bro, we just we need Pine Fest 2020. Pine Stock, oh, okay. <laughs> Which you, uh, can you like put that make a sponsor? Uh, get, uh, we we could be we could live cover Pine Stock if it ever happens, and I probably shouldn't be talking about it here, but I'm so done with that fucking individual. <laughs> uh, like it, you were texting me about it a couple weeks ago, he just like, but he just hashtag Pine Stock 2020. Like I you know I was friends with her for for like we became friends later in life. Sure, and it was like a few years back we ended up like. Dude, the first night together. we all went out with the landlord at Grasshopper. She was playing yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And like, with Slim going up in the bed. Bye bye. They kick him off and he come back. And I'm like, Slim, yeah. they want you back up there. Hey. Oh, they do? And he takes yeah. the mic. <laughs> was that, was that, that was when you, you big show slapped Manfro in the chest. Yeah, I, big, no. I big show slapped uh, Slim. That was Slim. And then right. he, he almost got me kicked out of the bar. Yeah, yeah. Fucking. But you, so you became friends with her in the last few yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. But so when this stuff all happened, I was like, I just wanted to like cover my face and like, where what? is she going with this shit? Like, there's what is she serious doing? stuff going on, and that that's a that's, whole another. And, and she progressively got worse and worse with what she was saying. Like, it started out as just like a dumb comment, and then it got progressively so one-sided to being just hateful. Yeah, and saying horrible things to people. On her her Facebook's deactivated now. Okay, she. I thought I got blocked. She deactivated it. But yesterday, she threatened to slap two different people and said that what happened um, to well, if your girlfriend gets pregnant, I hope someone pushes a gun into their belly. To, she said that to two different people that we know. Like went off the fucking deep end. And I, you know, fuck Pine Stock. Well, I mean, <laughs> She's talking about booking Neil Young. See, like now, <laughs> now talk about culture today. Like now, there's not like you can't show up to someone's door and fucking beat the shit out of them. Right. Like back in back yeah, in the back day, in the day, was it was just like it, yeah, it, it literally it was like oh well, he did this. I have to defend my honor. You motherfucker could said they were gonna kill me or somebody that I know. Yeah. I went over to his house and beat the shit out of him. Okay, the, it's over. Yeah, the right. cops show up with a really annoying uh, sirens from back in the day. <laughs> All right, Bucko, get out of here. See <laughs> what happened here? But yeah, this is fucking 1950s. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so the big thing we wanted to talk about today um, is the return of sports that slowly has been happening. Uh, we've had UFC back for a few weeks now. Some great cards that have happened, some great fights, yeah. um, you know, just incredible fights. And no crowd has actually been kind of cool. Here are the corners. I and love hearing the fucking the, gloves. The, the, you, you, the you hear the leather. You hear them breathing so loud. You hear, if you hear a fucking and you kick. you can hear the corner, too. Yeah. Dude, when Ngano knocked out fucking Rosenstrike. Oh, God. It, dude, just like, loud as fuck. Knocked him dead, It's dude. been awesome. Um, I know sports, uh, quote unquote, golf is back, NASCAR is back, whatever. Um, but everyone's <laughs> waiting for the big sports. Um, now, Manfred, you're getting hockey back soon. Yes. What is the official like uh, comeback? July 10th, they're going back to training camp, probably two, three weeks, and then they're going to start at the end of July. They're going to start the actual playoffs, preliminary, preliminary rounds. And my Hurricanes are going to be playing the yeah, Rangers. Long-time Hurricanes Yeah, fan, lifelong Carolina Hurricanes. It's big for you when yeah, you've heard. Yeah, it's, it's been really uh, difficult not having my Hurricanes hockey recently. I know. And just to know that they have the easiest matchup possible in the playoffs <laughs> is so good. Yeah. Uh, just another I mean, time. The, the regular season, the Rangers beat the Hurricanes four times. Yeah, but, but 
What does that matter? It doesn't. It doesn't matter at all. I mean, you could sweep a team in the regular season and then lose to them in the playoffs. We all know that playoff hockey is like a brand new season. It's just records so, go out the window. It's just so funny. You know he's fucking with you, and sometimes there's like for a half a second you're like, "Fuck you, man." <laughs> no, <laughs> fuck it, you it used shit. to get to me. I, I remember, dude. I remember. I, I go back in my my memories and time hop, and it's like like him with Paige Van Zandt with the fucking <laughs> yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning jersey, and I'm like, dude, it's fuck like done, you, dude. It's done in paint. Yeah, and I like we go back and forth, and he's like, "Well, Lundqvist doesn't have any." Cups, he sucks. Yeah, like, shut the fuck up. You were like, he won the national title for his country. Dude, the part yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when you did the like, Pitt- this doesn't matter. This is America. Yeah, dude, when you did the Pittsburgh Penguins, it was so shit. Paint dude, job. Yeah. It's always terrible. Yeah, the Carolina. I'm waiting for the Carolina Hurricane. Uh, it's it's already ready to go. Oh, okay. So uh, we just have to wait. You, you get a little closer. Yeah, because I they, I knew there was enough time between it. Like I, right when they start like hyping it up, yeah. when they're like, oh, from training camp, this person's hurt. This person's healthy. He's waiting for the actual journey to come from China <laughs> with the wrong name and right the letters upside down on it. Yeah. Um, so hockey's uh, got a, a thing to come back. Basketball seems like it's kind of close, but then you're hearing rumblings that Kyrie Irving is talking to players about starting their own he league. Join the big three. Yeah, you know what the funny thing about that is is like you hear about it, you hear Kyrie's, uh, you know, the, all the stuff that he's saying. And then you hear a lot of guys say, "Well, uh, LeBron says we're playing." Yeah, like yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Who are you going to listen to? Kyrie, good player. LeBron, generational player. Like. Um, but it sounds like they're going to probably come back. Yeah. And uh, NFL looks like it's on track to start right now. We don't know about fans or anything. But the big one that uh, Taylor and I especially have been hung up on is baseball. Um, like, and, and baseball. Have you seen my baseball? Have you seen my wiener? <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I just reminded myself. I'm sorry. But from fucking King of Staten Island, when I saw Rich Voss, I went, Ugh. Oh, yeah, when Rich Voss was in it. And he, 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 he was at the, the chicken parm. He was at the, di- at the diner. Or, very, and thin. He, very thin. Very, yeah, very and, thin. And, yeah. And, Wait, and, and, the mis- part, and he mispronounces something, which is what Rich Voss does. This is a rocket scientist. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> like, like. I look because I've been listening to so much O and A, and they always all they do is rip on Voss. And fucking, as soon as I saw him come on screen, I just went, ugh. Is fucking he the guy Voss. In Pineapple Express? No, no he's no. not in Pineapple Express. That no. that's the guy that owns the diner. We're talking about the guy that was like the yeah, the guy not the guy that owns the diner. No, no. Yeah, that guy's in Pineapple Express in The Departed as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I um, didn't mean to throw you off there. I just, uh, no, no. The first so, thing I thought of. So I'm MLB, sorry. who probably should have had the easiest time coming back, honestly, from where the league where the season was about to start, has had the most difficult time, and it's mostly because of the bickering between the owners and the players. The owners don't want to give them as much money as they're supposed to get paid. They agreed to some kind of pro rated deal. The players already agreed to pay cuts yeah. when this all started. And then they're trying to take more money out of their pockets. They wouldn't release their financial books to show how much money the league's actually the teams are actually worth. Meanwhile, we'll pay $9 for a beer and a hot dog, but they say they don't have enough money. They're saying uh, only eight teams in Major League Baseball are profitable. I don't believe that true. for a fucking second. <laughs> like, you're going to tell me the Marlins, who can't draw fans at all, who three years ago gave the richest contract in baseball history to Giancarlo Stanton, and then slashed their payroll and just were sold for $2 billion, aren't profitable? Fuck you. I ain't fucking sense. stupid. Okay, so they're arguing over that. At the same time, they signed a new deal with Turner Sports to keep the playoffs on there, multi-billion dollar deal. And they're saying that, well, we're basically the owners are saying we're not going to get more rich if we do this season right now. We want baseball. I just want to watch baseball. Dude. I know. You guys want to watch the 76ers also. I, I don't want to watch the 76ers. No. And, and, and the Flyers? What, what's, what's the uh, the owner, the guy who's... Oh, the new fly, uh, the flyer, the 76ers owner. He also owns the Devils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, he, he's one of the people how's, looking how, at buying the Mets. How is that not a conflict because, of well, interest? Well, because of the channels, the, like the channel that they're going to be on is like, like three different 
yeah. areas of sports. Yeah, and so like, like if I was a Mets fan, I'd be like, I don't want to watch the fucking Devils or the fucking 76 But we won't have to because yeah, it's going to have to. No, SNY is part of the deal. SNY now. is part of the, the deal Mets. Brought, it's part of the the sale. That that was one of the big. That I mean, the, the Devils. K Rod and Halo just buy the team. That was K Rod. No, they said K Rod. No, that but that was one of the that was one of the big things that stuck out when the deal with Stevie Cohen fell through initially. Is that the Wilpons didn't want to give up SNY? Announced that he wasn't interested anymore. That was like for you. You as a Yankee fan, I kind of felt bad because like the Mets fans were like calling up like everything's gonna change. I don't spend money. Well, I said from the beginning, I was like, listen, I'm excited, but this is not gonna work. I I knew right away, dude. On the fan, the very next day, it was announced he was interested. Didn't even put in an offer sheet, nothing like that. A caller calls in and goes, yeah, when Stevie Cohen comes in, we're gonna go get fucking Mookie Betts, dude. I'm like, (laughs) shut the fuck up, man. Dude, I I just knew that deal was never gonna work because it was too good to be true. Uh With the Mets, when it's too good to be true, and he would have been the richest owner. Yeah, one of the richest owners in sports. It it wouldn't have mattered because it wasn't gonna work. So now we're talking about a 65-game season. Sounds like they're post to, uh, close to agreeing to start on July 19th. Um, or a 65-game season played in 70 days, apparently. Okay. Expanded playoffs, so more teams will make the playoffs. Now, this is what's going to happen if we get baseball. And I know that, that I'm telling you. Mark it down right here. The Mets are going to win the World Series, and everyone's going to be like, it's the shittiest World Series ever. That's going to be held over my head for the rest of my fucking life. That is what will happen, because that's a Mets thing to happen. Because here's the thing. (laughs) You won't watch the playoffs, this shortened playoffs, if the Yankees aren't in it. By chance, if the Yankees don't make it, you won't watch it either. Oh hell no! Uh, Imagine if it's a. I won't watch it if they do make it. Imagine if it's a fucking. What do you mean? I'll watch it if they make the World Series. Oh, you're, you are you're, such you're, a you're not a fan. Are you kidding me? You <laughs> are such a cunt. That's, are you, you kidding? Do you have a Mets jersey in your fucking closet or uh, a Red I Sox will, jersey? I will when A-Rod buys the <laughs> He said he'll get an A-Rod Mets jersey. <laughs> yeah, 13 with Rodriguez. <laughs> he comes out of retirement to play. I think there was a Rodriguez number 13 on the Mets at one point. <laughs> there probably was because the Mets had every Hispanic player the league's ever had at one point, usually at the end of their career. Did you hear about uh, Bartolo Colon? Supposedly? He, he wants to come back. He wants to retire with the Mets. Well, the Dude, well, I, I would love it. I heard that Matt, like, apparently. Matt Harvey wants to go back to the He's going to go to the Korean to, League. Yeah, Korea, He's yeah. got to go to the Korean League. What? That's another example with the Mets. With, year, with right? the, oh, terrible with the Angels. Yeah. This is another example of too good to be true with the Mets. Matt Harvey. It was too good to be true. Yep. Every single he time. He AEW and reinvents himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he comes back. The same. The same but reinvents himself. <laughs> but I, I really hope this works with baseball. I've, I've, like, I haven't played MLB The Show as much, like, at all, really. I played it when it first came out for, like, two weeks, and then once it was, like, clear there was no baseball, I'm like, I'm just getting well, depressed. sports is a big reason why I play sports. Videos. Yeah, like, for sure. So every Sunday, like, like I watch the games, and I'm like, yo, I want to go fucking you, hit stick somebody. Yeah, yeah I want right, to play Madden. Yeah. And I go then you wait, the for the, you wait for the ultimate team play, cards I, to I come I out. Play hockey. Like, I was watching old Rangers from 94, because I wasn't alive. I don't know what the Yeah, you got to see when they actually, you got to see when they actually won something. So, like, yeah, I had to watch, and I was like, look at all these mullets, and it's really cool, but it's like older people who were like, who've been alive a lot longer than me. Sure. Who, like, waited their whole life for that, because they didn't win since 1940. So, like, Reliving that like through their eyes is pretty cool. Even though like '94 was a long time ago now. Well, now you're actually living what they. Yeah. Lived. So now I'm, yeah. I'm actually like I'm feeling their pain a little. Dude, bit. you're gonna be 70 when they win their next cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> if I make it that long, it's fucking. But I, like I'll, I watch that and then I'm like I'm gonna turn on my NHL. And I yeah. It's dude. It, definitely. Like I love like being able to watch baseball while I'm playing the show. And even if it's not the Mets, I like having baseball on. Cause it's just. It's same thing. You watch fo- finish watching football on a Sunday or after Monday Night Football. You want to play Madden. The next day, you're excited about the Ultimate Team cards yeah, from dude. the Players of the Week I and the new challenges and yeah. shit like I that. I haven't played the show since A-Rod retired because I would just 
play as a rod the whole time well you can still do that i know well you can just you can download and play people make them that are like incredibly accurate what i would do is like every single year i would just make a rod the home run king (laughs) i would just i would hit like 400 home runs in one season like dude i have on my beginner mode and just crank it out wait but you want to talk about even in the video game the mets are fucking dickheads right (laughs) yeah in my road to the show i just had statistically in my game the greatest offensive season in history 110 home runs 325 rbis bat 475 for the entire season (laughs) Right? Triple crown winner, yada, yada, yeah. yada. And it's my arbitration year. So they're like, oh, well, we're going to offer you offer you a contract. I'm like, $100,000. Nah, dude. I'm like, it's going to be fucking this. It's going to be like $360 million. And they asked me one year for thirteen five. <laughs> and I go, and I literally, then I was like, you know what? I felt like I was a player. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to fucking play hardball. And I went all the way to arbitration. I put in my number. It was like $350 million. And they're like, yeah, you're All right, bad. finally. Fuck the you. real Mets would have never taken that. They're never. They're going to offer you four years, $27 million. You're going to play for the Marlins. Yeah. <laughs> you would get more money from the Marlins. I would get more money from the Marlins. But um, how have you missed hockey a lot since it uh, shut down? Yeah, well, when, the, when it shut down, the Rangers were two points. They were playing the really spot, well, and they were like on on fire. They, but they, 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 to I be think... fair, to be fair, ending hockey then saves you the disappointment of what's going to happen in a few weeks in yeah, the playoffs. No, no, well, but like they're such a young team. Sure, sure. I feel like this Besides this the goal. Break, it's like for the, a lot of the older teams, it's going to take them a lot longer to get their legs under. They're going to be rusty. I would yeah. think so. And yeah, I think that the Rangers have a, a little bit of an advantage. They are really young. Like not a lot of guys. Do you think the hockey is going to be sloppy? Uh, like I, think, I don't know. I think, like in, in hockey, well, the seeding round is like just the teams that already made it. They're sure. just fighting for seeding. So those teams are going to have some inaction. Okay. In rink, you know, but the teams that are fighting for it, that's going to be sloppy hockey. The okay. Because the teams that didn't I, make the playoffs. Like when hockey when the hockey season starts, how sloppy is the play early in the season before like chemistry gets tight? Well, like right off the beginning, you'll see some like really sweet goals, and sure. sweet saves, and stuff like that. But it's like later in the season when timing gets these, down, and there's yeah. like a book on how teams play defense and like, everything. It's just, just something so simple as like a defensive pairing. Like yeah. you see the guys, like they won't have any chemistry, and then like by like, icing, mid, yeah, midway through the <laughs> just <laughs> like, <laughs> midway through the season, you'll see him pass it without looking, and he just sure. knows his partner's there. Like that shit doesn't it happen, chemistry. Right? It's yeah. it's literally yeah. like when you nah, like in, fo- in, in football early in the season, almost always oh it's God. sloppy. Yeah, There's yeah. penalties, and the receiver and the quarterback aren't on the same page. Tough, man. I was gonna say, no, it's uh, cool. It's cool when they go blue line to blue line and shit, right? Yeah, yeah. And when you think about like even in baseball and infield, it takes them a few like a month or two in the season to like see how easy they turn a double play it doesn't matter if they played together for years mm. so i would think the same thing with hockey because so much of that is just timing and speed yeah. and so it'll be interesting to see how that starts well the, the playoffs by the time like the regular season goes it's like it's a lot different than other sports because like in baseball it's like you just go in and like a team that's hot is gonna you sure. stay hot like yeah when it's playoff hockey it's it's zero zero season game like uh the regular season game 82 is your last game mm-hmm. and then you get into the playoffs it's like a totally different atmosphere and like the hitting is fucking insane completely different and like the crowds everything about playoff hockey is just so different that's why i know in hockey more than any sport the records go out the window when not, the you're just going into it so it's going to be like a little softer it's and not going to be as like hitting guys are going to be very timid with the puck yeah. they're going to be trying to move it away and like you said it's going to be very sloppy I, I would think so and I, I would expect probably even more physicality because that's how some teams are going to get by they're going to be like well we feel strong right they now they got rid of a lot of that like, yeah it's a different game concussion yeah, where, you, where, you, where, like, where you could really like bully somebody yeah, yeah. It, you can't it's do no, like scott scott stevens wouldn't be able to play in today's nhl no you look at all 
all of his hits, he would have been suspended for every season <laughs> I, that he played. I just, I just like when I watch, I just see like fucking that guy Chara from the Boston Bruins. He's like six ten on a good day. Six ten on skates. Six ten on skates. He's well, scary. Is I mean, he six ten tall or is he six ten on skates? He's six ten on skates. Oh. He's, but, but, but he's but he's six eight normally. So he's a big motherfucker. Yeah, Dude. he's like just a big. What is he Russian? Yeah, he's a big Russian guy. That, that sounds horrifying. A guy that Yo. size coming at you on skates, yeah, but, full like, the speed. Teams that gave him up. They like he's a captain of Boston Bruins. He's been there for like ten years now. But yeah. like uh, he was on the Islanders originally. That's where he started. Yeah. Then he went to Ottawa, and then Ottawa gave up on him. And they so is he him. like one of these good players that just moves he's around like one of all the guys time? Who's like just, just like a game oh, changer. And well, he's so slow, right? But he's so big that he has so much wingspan, like with his stick. So it's like he's covering more ground. He covers it's, more ground, well, and he's just like it's unbelievable to actually watch a guy that slow play that good and be so defensive aware. Well, I would think even you know you said his height because his his strides are so much bigger. Yeah, it's like in baseball. There's guys that are tall but don't throw hard, but because they're so tall, yeah, he's fucking huge. Dude, look, look at that picture. He, yeah. He in like baseball, if you take a guy that um I think about the Chris Young was his name, he was a pitcher. He was like six nine. He was huge, but he only threw like eighty four miles per hour. But because he was so tall, the way the ball came out, like how close he was to the plate Hitter said it was like it was 96 miles per hour just because it was getting to him that much faster because he was that much closer. Yeah. So the speed doesn't matter. Well, same thing. Randy Johnson was super tall. And so picture right. him throwing 103 and he's 6'10. The yeah. bird did it's, it. Yeah, the, the bird Exploded. didn't see it coming at all. No. That's one of the best GIFs and videos ever. It's like an all time sports highlight. I saw that, I thought it was fake. Everyone did. It you didn't actually fake. see who it was, happen. Who was the pitcher that like threw, threw the ball at, and it was like there was a car driving in the back and he totally missed and he just shattered the window of the oh, truck? I, I don't know. I don't know who that is, but it, like it was. It wasn't even during That's the game. It was warm- yeah, I know what you're talking about. It was about. warming up, and he was just trying to just like do a soft toss from the mound. You just see him just, oops. Oh, boom. yeah, that was um, the over quarantine yeah. that just happened. No, yeah, his wife- no, 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 it happened no, a while ago. Like there were fans in the stand. Oh, when he hit the camera, are you no, talking no, no, about the dude, truck's what? back window while it was <laughs> while it was driving behind home plate? He just totally overthrows the catcher, and it looks like he's like aiming for it, but he might. It was like fifty cents opening pitch. Yeah, at the Mets game, I was at that game. It was AJ Burnett. Okay, was AJ Burnett? Dude, there was just a guy in quarantine. I forgot which pitcher it is. I think he's on the White Sox. And he uh, was recording a video of him soft tossing in his backyard, and he just errant throw. It breaks his fucking window, and his wife happened to be recording something at the same time, and you see the ball come right through the fucking window. <laughs> like you're a major league pitcher, and you're missing soft toss. Oops. Yeah, it's been um, a rough season. Did any did anyone else besides Taylor and I watch the Maguire Sosa thirty for thirty Long Gone Summer? No, I heard about it. Okay, like, fucking endlessly amazing. on WFAN. That's all they talk. Uh, about. That's I, all there is to talk about. Yeah, there's nothing else. I, I loved it. There were some aspects I was a little annoyed with. I wish I spent more time on. The, P- the PED fallout from it, it only got about 10, 15 minutes of it. Yeah, it was about the end. It should have been more. Yeah, because but when we were kids, like, we didn't think about it until, like, three years later. Right. No, no one did. Well, no, no. no one did. So, Mad, Mad Comics, I remember when that season, Mad Comics came out, and they had, like, the back the back page was, like, a funny ad. Yeah. It wasn't a real ad. Sure. But, like, the back page, it said, instead of, it had Mark McGuire, like, holding up a baseball bat. And it was a needle? Of, no, instead of, it's, like, Altoids ad, but instead of Altoids, it was steroids. Yeah. They, and that dude, was, like, Mad TV everyone, was calling them out, and then they got in trouble It was It was, that. like, yeah. three years later when they were, like, oh, well, this is happening, blah, blah, blah. Well, that was the infamous Rafael Palmeiros. I did not do steroids, period. That's and positive. Dude, two days in, later. The part they left out in the documentary that pissed me off is they showed them before Congress, right? Yeah. Sosa and McGuire. And they show Sosa's lawyer speaking for, for Sosa and McGuire speaking. They don't tell you why lo- Sosa's lawyer was speaking for him. That motherfucker went before Congress saying he didn't speak English. Well, he, he's, he spoke he spoke pretty good English like the entire time he was he's also wh- he's, 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 also, good to me. he's also white now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, which is, now that, was one, that was one yeah. thing that bummed me out a little bit. <laughs> I, 
Stupid. Can you, can you cut that? <laughs> no, that's perfect. That's true. <laughs> well, no, because like it, I, I wish they covered Sosa a little bit more. Because like M- McGuire was really the story. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then like, but Sosa was doing so. And then like when he hit those three home runs at like at the end of the season, that like yeah, to take surpass him. And Dude, they, didn't they play like the last game? Well, like, no, they're, 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 when, the last when, the, when the record got broken. Um, when Maris's record got broken, it was Cubs Twins in uh, right. St. Louis. So they, they were playing against each other, and like Sosa came and hugged him. Uh, that was—I uh, still remember. Every summer, my dad would get tickets for like a, a home home uh, stretch, like 10, 15 games in a row, and we'd go to them. And during that race in like August. While the Mets games were going on, they would go to, on the screen to Sosa and McGuire's at bats to show you what they were doing because they were getting closer and closer. Yeah. It was that big of a deal. Yeah. Like it saved my, baseball. My, my librarian was like an old lady, like hunched over, troll looking lady, and she like had like that big thing to like look like she had reading glasses. Okay. On. Anyway, she she was like, she so does anybody know who's in the home run race right now? And we we're like. You know? I was like, I said Sammy Sosa, and like, I said it right off the bat, but I didn't raise my hand. Oh. So everybody went around guessing other players. People were saying Derek Jeter. Oh, my God. They like, didn't know? And then she's like, Sammy Sosa. And I was like, I said I Sammy. Said that. I didn't raise my hand. Just say yes, but raise your hand next time. Yeah. yeah. I, I think this what this documentary did was like, it built up, it, like, it, like, it showed the whole story there really was, well. There was more Ken Griffey Jr. than there was of the steroid stuff. Yeah, and I, I was happy. Fine. I was happy they made sure Ken Griffey Jr. was in there because the part that everyone forgets is up until like July, it was a three-man race. Yeah. Griffey was right in there, and everyone wanted it to be Griffey because it was Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. He was, you know, the best. He was Mike Trout. Yeah, facts. you know, yeah. and. Um, the reason, like, your librarian probably knew who it was, Manfro, or knew about it is because they she lived through the Roger Maris breaking, and that was yeah. such a big story. Just, that was my quarantine movie. 61? Yeah. Oh, it's fucking it's great. Fucking it's awesome. a great it's, movie, but, it's like, one of the, you, you, like, go back and watch it, and you're like, mm. It's a little yeah. hokey. It's, built, it's an HBO movie before oh, HBO. It it's an HBO yeah, movie, okay. and it's before. Like, it was, like, HBO as we know it now. When um, I was little, I didn't realize, like, the production of movies and stuff. Yeah, like now that. you're like, oh, you get it. Because, like, what makes me real mad about old-time movies is that it doesn't feel old-time. Yeah, right. Like, they did, like, a remake of The Great Gatsby. Oh, like, with it, Leo? It was terrible. And it, like, like that was okay because it was, like, a little, like... They tried to modernize yeah. it slightly with the music and things but, like that. But the thing was, like, they, they did, like, a bunch of other, like, Hallmark ones and stuff. But it never does it justice because it feels modern. Like, yeah, it yeah. To feel old, and that movie... <laughs> Feels older, but like there's a lot more they could have went into. Like, sure, and older. There, absolutely, it was almost like two. It almost felt like um like a ABC movie. Yeah. Like it was like when yeah. it looked good, the acting was great. The guy that played Maris, uh, Barry Pepper, was great. And oh, he's Tom, so great in and, Saving Private. Oh, he's, he's when he's saying he's fucking a, Bible verses. Oh he's a great he's actor. That's my and, favorite. Like that's my one of my favorite movies of all time. It's Saving, the best war movie Saving ever made. Private Ryan when he's shooting those. Did he shoot the sniper? The one that gets Vin Diesel. Oh, yeah, dude, it's that's one but, of the best war well, scenes ever. Well, go back to what you're saying about HBO, Mama, I mean, Mama, oh. yeah. Well, Vin you, Diesel's like, best acting ever. <laughs> well, it was that in I Am Groot. Yeah, that was it. I Am Best Groot. acting ever. Facts. Um, but no, uh, like even when HBO did the 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 Paterno movie with Al Pacino, yeah. with Paterno, like you could see that there was like thought and like there was money well, behind it, it it's H- but it, it still didn't well, look right there's certain hbo movies that look like because chernobyl might as well be a movie it is a movie. it it, it's fucking it awesome. looked amazing it was amazing sometimes with the movies and that's why i like the paternal movie it was fine it wasn't great with one like that that was really before hbo was like the hbo because that got made right around like season three four of the sopranos yeah because it was shortly after the marison mcguire home run race or uh, marison mcguire that'd be fucking weird <laughs> uh sosa and mcguire home run race because they even show that in 61 Swing a bat when you're in a coffin? I mean, 
No, um, I don't think so. My dad was so mad when they took Paterno's statue down. My dad's like, <laughs> I want it. I'll put it in my fucking front. Is he a Penn State fan? Well, no, he's a Paterno fan. Oh, okay. Maybe, like, I guess he's Italian or something. Uh, yes, that's some kind of link. Like, my dad's a big Vince Lombardi fan because oh, he he was a coach at Fordham, like, and he's he, Italian. I'm like, yeah. Oh. Wait, hold on. He's a Vince Lombardi fan because he was a coach at Fordham. That's the only reason? No, no, no. Well, like, it, there wasn't the Giants. There wasn't the Jets when he started watching football. It was oh, only a certain okay. amount of teams. Like, even, like, oh, Joe Well, Seven, Joe well the Giants players. were around. They were just terrible. But they only yeah. showed the good teams on TV. And, and my dad said, like, when the New York Giants went over to New Jersey, that was, like, they're traitors. Because they used to play at the polo like, grounds. A lot, of, a lot of Giants fans weren't Giants fans because they're fucking traitors. You Correct. Because, like, you, you go from playing in New York. And you get like a pride, New York pride, and then they go to New Jersey, but they keep the name, and it's like, are you still fucking? We're still New, New York, yeah. yeah. Right. You know, my dad was like a, my dad wasn't a Yankees fan; he was a Brooklyn Dodgers fan, and he was pissed that they left, and he was pissed that they left. And see, and there's some people that root for a team in L.A. So, like, my dad, my grandmother was a huge Mets fan, yeah, like, till her dying day, she was a huge Mets fan, and like, can she swing a bat in the coffin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably better than Mary's, <laughs> but uh, her head was crushed. Really. <laughs> It's a little, a little hard to keep your eye on the ball, you know. But uh, anyway, fucking. <laughs> the, the, yeah, she, she's but, my dad. My dad's my first baseball game was a Mets game, and there was a bench clearing brawl. That's awesome. And that's fantastic. I looked at my dad. I said, "Is this baseball?" And my dad's like, "No, this isn't really like the first." It, it baseball happens sometimes because I was so young, I didn't understand. But, right. Like, so everybody was like, excited, so I was excited. It's like, oh, dude, everyone's fighting. Me, Don't take anything from strangers, and they try to hand me a mug, and I said no, and I ran away. My dad said, "No, go grab two. <laughs> 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 so then I go back and I grab two, and he's like, "You have to. When these guys give you free shit, you gotta take it." But I was like, "You just told me not to take anything from strangers." <laughs> so then my first—he didn't pick the right time to have that conversation no, with you. The Yankee game was actually Don Mattingly's uh, when they uh, retired his number. Okay. And uh, I went there, and they gave him like an arcade game. They rolled it out. Yeah, yeah. They, they do all him, the like, ceremony. All and like, I felt like I just was like more engaged, and there was way sure. more fans. So you were able to appreciate it and, and soak it in more. It, and then I became a Yankees fan, and my love for the Yankees. And this was like before their '96 run and shit sure. like that. My dad was, you know, he could say he's yeah. a proud Yankee fan. Because... Well, the the thing that you said that there was uh, when the Brooklyn Dodgers left and went to LA. There's two things that happened with the fans of the Brooklyn Dodgers. A lot of them became Yankee fans. Yeah. Um, because they were pissed at a team. Their team left New York. But there was a huge segment that were like, I have to root for a National League team. So yeah. they stuck with the Mets when they came along. Yeah. So it's interesting how that split up because you hear people that were like, I was a, I, I would I wish I was a Mets fan now. It, it's very rare they say that, but like yeah, right. um, it's <laughs> very rare. Who the fuck but, says no, that? No, no, you've I've heard old timers calling like I don't like the DH, so I wish it was the National League. There's a lot of old timers that are like yeah. that, that they pick the Yankees, but they don't like the DH. But we're only two years away from a universal DH. We're gonna have a universal DH this season, which yeah, is gonna it's be only a matter of time. That's gonna be great for the Mets with Cespedes, because all he has to do is fucking bat. That's yeah, all he has. Any holes in, in, in Shay or <laughs> no? There's uh, no field? no. There's no boars though <laughs> that could chase him down. You know, I don't know, dude. I've been to the city. There's plenty of fucking boars there, dude. Oh yeah, I mean when you go. <laughs> yeah, facts. <laughs> Sorry, and, dude. And there are guys bigger dude. than me. I know. No, that's a sad thing. I'm not sure if you caught it, Joe and Evan were talking about uh, or not. Well, uh, Joe was out, so Evan was talking about the. Uh, so it was a good show. The, yeah, the worst. <laughs> the worst. Uh, Mets losses in history. Uh, oh, he did the bracket of pain. The yeah, bracket, the of, bracket pain. of pain. And they were talking about the game that I was at when A Rod hit the fucking pop up in the ninth inning. Luis and, Castillo at Yankee and, like, Stadium, two thousand nine. And they described it because like uh, JJ after Doc came in and he was like yeah. describing it. He was there, but it was so amazing because I was there and like we were just so deflated. And I saw that pop up and I'm like, that's a fucking high pop up. I was like, this sucks. Yep. Like we were ripping all the Mets fans around us. 
when he dropped it, and Teixeira is like fucking hustling his oh, balls. He was him. already halfway around. Yeah, he third. hustled the whole like, way. No home. other player would have had the right set of mind. They would have made it to third, and the game would have continued. They would have just trotted but the whole he time. He was just fucking. Running yeah. it out, running it out, and he dropped it, and then like all the Mets fans, and then there was like fist. You hear, you hear, <laughs> literally, it's insane, dude. I remember I was living in Florida at the time when that happened, and I'm watching it. I'm like, all right, K Rod had been perfect in saves at that yeah. point. He was untouchable the whole. He gave him one run the whole season at that point. I'm like, all right, and then I see the way Castillo's moving under the ball, and I'm like. This motherfucker. Because I already had issues with Elise Castillo. And then he drops it. And literally, because I will say, it doesn't matter if it's City Field, Yankee Stadium. It's a good split of fans at those games. Oh, yeah, it, yeah, it Yankee Stadium is yeah. probably 60-40 Yankees. And City Field ends up being the same uh, for Mets fans, depending yeah. on how bad the Mets are. But um, <laughs> you heard collectively an eruption and a, oh, like yeah. a groan. Well, so like the guy, there was a girl in front of us. And she was like, you know, we're going back and forth. And this one guy. That I that I was with, he was very intoxicated. But she got up, and you weren't. And yeah, no, I was. <laughs> but she turned around, and she was like trying to to like, I don't know, like try to slap my friend's hat off. Or okay, something like that. Schlems? No, no, no. It was my friend from work. Okay, I never met him, but she like hit him like in the face, and then my friend Duke, he's like a big dude, he's like a small little tank. He goes over and he's like, you try to hit my boy. And I saw his fist cut back like he was going to punch her. And then Castillo um, dropped the ball. No, 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 no. This is, this is all after. Okay. Because, like, we were ribbing her. And yeah, she sure, like, sure. She was going to try to, like, slap my friends. But she, like, started, like, and he thought he was hitting her. So he cocks back like he's going to hit her. And I grab him. I'm like, yo, dude, dude, dude what, what are you doing? Are what are you doing? doing? And then he's like, oh, no, she's hitting Bobby. And Bobby's just like, get out of here. It's like, fine. And, like, then, like. You know, like down you, every section you look at, there's like people, you know, getting shit thrown at them and stuff like that. And I've been kicked out of Yankee games before, but like you've kicked yourself out of Yankee games before. I was at, I was <laughs> with at the Josh, game. Josh. Uh, when, yeah. and people, I, I wasn't there, and you're calling me. I, like one minute, I'm like, he's like, hey, I'm gonna go get some ice cream helmets. You want an ice cream helmet? I'm like, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's a fucking smack. <laughs> Wait, at, at, I, I don't think I was at that it was game. One of the, it was dude, one of the worst uh, times I've ever seen you. I wasn't I've seen you bad. I, I wasn't was there fun. either. Was like you guys showed up like after first pitch. I was there at Billy's bar. Yeah, it was for fucking you guys. Greg's fault, dude. And then I fucking. <laughs> I love it when it's oh, yeah, no, bar, no, uh, Well, you know, if we take this way in, we're going to park in this garage. We're going to be specific and go through this gate because we're going to get right through if we go to this gate. Don't. No, not at all. Greg, awesome, well, I, dude. I was at Billy's bar, and I was like, uh, I want a, a Budweiser and a shot of Jameson, and I was like, keep them coming. And, like, I, I don't really know bar Like, you know, yeah. bar kids, like, you know, it's different everywhere. So I'm like... Not even halfway done with my He's filling up another. There's another, there's another two. <laughs> so I go to the bathroom. I come back. My drinks are still on the table. I'm hoping that someone roofied them or something. <laughs> someone so might back, have based on how the, the night table. went. There's not a lot of people in there. So I just take another one. And then next thing you know, I like forgot to tell him like, no Stop. more. So I had three Budweiser's, three shots of Jameson. And then I went inside. My buddy from work was telling me he was going there with his now wife. But it was like her his first date. Oh, no. And I went in there. And there's, like, a little kid playing in front of us. And, like, I have my own beer and stuff. And he's like, oh, you want to get a pina colada? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> you want to get a pina colada? Because yeah. he had a big fucking, he had a big, like. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. They're delicious. Thing. And, like, <laughs> yeah. And it was, like, so there's little kids playing in front of us, right? And it's BP. And so I have my head on the swivel. Every time the pitch comes, I'm looking. Yo, one of the Mets, I think it was a Met. But one of the Mets hit a line drive, right? And this is before the Yankees had the, the extra netting. Extra netting. This fucking thing hit this kid's pumpkin doing at least 100 miles per hour. His it, pumpkin. You heard it. You heard like, pumpkin. and like, I was like, he's dead. 
I'm like, this poor little bastard's like fucking jumping around the seats. The parents don't give a shit. It's like Simon fuck. Birch. The parents are like talking to like, you know, their season ticket holders are down by the front. Because my friend had a good fucking seat. Yeah. They're, they're only like t- 10 rows back from the, from the front. Yo, the kid was dead. I, by the time I made it, there was already 12 people around him. I'm like, all right, it'll be okay. And then they like took him off and like, you can't tell with a little kid because like they, they, they pick they, up. Sometimes they pop right back up and other and times like, they're dead. dead. I'll hear about it on the radio tomorrow, but yeah, I didn't hear about right. it. I think he was. I think he was. So I, was like, I need a drink time. after that. So I got a. I need a drink. And I went down and then I started saying stuff to his girlfriend. Like, you know, <laughs> trying to get to you know just her. said it like you guys know where this night went. I started saying stuff to yeah. her. Oh, we know. So then um. He's like, Dude. did you get the pina coladas like, though? I'll get you another pina colada if you get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <Damn. I'm> deal. <laughs> so he gives me a pina colada. I go back. Were you to invited Fox to that Woods. wedding? I no. <laughs> I go back to the Foxwoods, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I can just order beer right here, and I'm I'm the only one in there. I'm like sweating. I have like a big fucking pina colada. Thing, well, it was at like, this point that you started texting me saying, "Where are you?" Even though I wasn't going, I was like, "I'm like, where are they?" I'm like, "I don't know." Yeah. So go uh, on. So I, I go in there, and I remember like. Everybody was like, oh, we're going to order some food. I'm like, who's fucking drinking? <laughs> Let's fucking go, you know? And then, like, I just, like, from working that day and then drinking so much right off the bat, I was already, like, fucking Three gone. sheets to the wind. You were done. Yeah, so I was like, I was really wanting those fucking ice cream that you get in the helmets. <laughs> and I looked for it. And then I got so far away from, like, the fucking Foxwood suite that I was like... I, don't, I think I just go home at this point. <laughs> Dude, I like had, a half hour goes by. We're wondering where the fuck he is. Ralph like, was can, calling like, me. Like, I think Bamford got arrested. Like, how can we have lost him? Like, the, the fucking the ice cream helmet stand is right there. <laughs> yeah. And then somebody texts him, goes, yo, where are you? GWB. <laughs> That's all you texted back. Well, I fucking, I took the train back. You took to some Tums car. before you drove. I, I remember Dan, I, oh, me I and Meg, me, or, uh, me and uh, ears. Or, me and our friend ears. Had, <laughs> she, was going, she was going to uh, Bayonne like a yeah. week before that or something like that, and she's like, "Share our, share your location." Okay, because no one knew where you were. No one knew where I was, but like, so I guess it got wind got back to her that they lost me, <laughs> Dude, or whatever. I, no, because everyone was like asking me. I'm like, "I, do you want to go find I, him?" Wait, yeah. wait, was I with you? I think we were at we were at Greg's that night. We didn't go. And they won. I don't remember where I, I had something else going on that night that I couldn't go. I told her I was taking an Uber. And you were driving. And, and I wasn't driving. I was like literally in my car. And she's like, is that why you're on the FDR right now? <laughs> and you're and like, oops. Like, she's like, you, you know, earlier Bronx, this episode, right? you said, I don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> so then like, I was like, I was like, no, my friend Jimmy's driving. And then like, he called up. I said the same shit. And it was like. No, you're I, driving. I, I'm he not knew. stupid. I'm not stupid. I, I was, was like, like, dude, I'm, I'm okay, dude. I took some Tums. I'm yeah, fine. I was no, that was a different time. <laughs> you did it to me time. twice. Uh, I've done that to you a few times. <laughs> dude, I'm not kidding you, man. For we regularly reference. I'm hanging out ears. People that just know the story, like you take some Tums. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah. They know. They know you're the Tums. Driving, just take some Tums. <laughs> just take some. T- and you said it with absolute conviction <laughs> yeah, that I was yeah. like, oh, he took Tums. He's fine. Even myself. Try hard to believe in yourself, man. You can accomplish. He goes, I believe in myself when I. Take some Tums, <laughs> like it's steroids or Viagra. He's like he, Tums is like his spinach for Popeye. Yeah, <laughs> so stupid. Gotta take the Tums. What? What? Do you remember any other games on Beningo's uh, bracket of pain for the Mets? Because I I listened to a couple of them. He, he a few of them are so really many, old. Yeah. Because yeah. he remembers so many different ones. A lot of them were like uh, one hitters that Tom Seaver had. Yeah. Um. The the two thousand World the, the, Series. The fake. The fake terrific Tom. The fake terrific, oh, con- did, no, the real, the legal one. No, no, mean. the fake one. No, the legal the one. Tom Brady should be terrific. No, the one that's actually in the Hall of Fame. 
Not that Tom Brady won't be in the whole thing, I mean, but he's not right now. Yeah, right. That's he, the point. He, and who knows? He's they, in Tampa they Bay. That Tom Brady took steroids his whole career. He doesn't get in the whole thing. No, because no, like no, no, because steroids? no, because football PEDs are completely different than it is in uh, baseball. Oh. They don't really Matt, care about that in football. Um, in baseball, it's just a really weird thing. The Hall of Fame in baseball, like the writers vote everyone in, right? The same people that didn't. The Mariano was the first ever 100%. He deserves 100%. Should he have been the first ever? No. But Jeter's not 100%. Jeter should have been 100%. Those same writers that do those kind of bullshit games are the ones that let steroids happen. They knew it was happening. They were making, getting, selling more newspapers than ever. Right. All excited about it. And now they're damning players that did steroids, yeah, even I, though they made tons of money off I it. I think that is, and that's so funny how it comes full circle because, like, like you said, the race of 98 with Sosa McGuire. It saved it the league. It captured the the nation no, I, I was, and I so the I was world like, dude baseball right. is an international what, sport what game, what game was but, it? Uh, but I would say what well, baseball Ken, on N64? Was it, was it 90, 90? No, it was just Ken Griffey Jr. All-Stars, I think, is what the game was. Uh, that I, was a I, great I game. It was like they, cause I know Ken Griffey had his own where they put, like... He had a couple different ones well, saying, on N64. They, I remember they tried to make... Or they made someone else, like, Madden. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I know what you're like, talking that's about. That's what they tried to do. But, uh, no, dude, it's just, like... It just sucks so bad because, like, baseball... like I. So mad it took me so long to get back into baseball and really appreciate it. And you I came just back as a Mets fan, you fucking idiot. <laughs> that's how you know I like it, dude. Yeah, that's true. Like, honestly. Like, but the You're thing You're like, I'm going to a day game by myself. I'm like, to a fucking Mets game? <laughs> I did. I did. Yo, I do that. You know, I was just so mad when you first came out and you're like it's like because you never still have why are you baseball. so fucking mad? No, no, I was mad because like you were never <laughs> to baseball, and all of a sudden you're fucking brainwashed by this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, Mets! I can't wait to go to the game by myself. Uh, this listen, is be the season. It, it, like, it, it has it has to be enjoyable when you're not a fan and <laughs> you're watching. You're watching with someone you're that's so actually fair. like because I was living with them. I wasn't right. just watching the Mets. I was watching baseball all the time. Every so, day. but well, when you see someone that's actually like enjoying it, I could get dude. If I lived with you and you were watching the Rangers nonstop, I'd probably end up. Becoming a fucking fan. No, no you would. You 100. <laughs> I'd probably be, like, be a devil's yeah, fan. Exact opposite of what I. But like. I would become a hockey fan well, one way well, or the other. Yeah, I, 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 got slim, of... I got like a like a bunch of my friends never watch hockey before. Now they I like bring it. over the game like the the, the, the man like the. NHL, yeah. And I bring it to Marino's house, and, and you play for hours. And like, we would just like turn off sides off and just crash each other. Yeah, hell yeah. And like, I told Slim, like, oh, you gotta turn on the game, and he never. He, he just, just wants to watch Dolphins and fucking, Yankees. That's it. <laughs> yeah, never a hockey guy ever. And he started watching. He's like, you know what? This is pretty good. And it was perfect timing because the Rangers were starting to get like in playoff. Conditions. Right, right, sure. So then, like, he, now he's like a big Ranger fan. I took him to a game, and that was a turning point. When you go to a live hockey, hockey live game, is fucking awesome. And it was against Montreal, so there's like there's some crazy Montreal fans. They'll be by themselves, and they'll be like. Oh fuck you, <laughs> fucking motherfucker! Why do they sound Israeli? <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're actually Cholo. <laughs> but no, so like something similar. Like he was watching the Mets so much, and it was the 2015 season. We act, we were at Stephen Matz's debut, where he had four RBIs and he pitched what seven, seven innings, two, two runs, Dude, I think. He was spectacular, and he was a homegrown kid, and that's where it started. And then I followed the whole 2015 season, the run to the World Series, going through the Dodgers and the Cubs, and then. Daniel Murphy killing everyone before he, turned, he killed the Mets the next year. He fucking turned into Babe Ruth against like Kershaw and Grinky and shit. Have been an Astros then fan. he fucking sucked. <laughs> I'd have shut a World up. Series yeah, out of it. Yeah. I would be fine with being an but, Astros fan. Give me one World Series. I don't give a but fuck then, about that. But then it was the after that, like, like I knew I really Allegedly. liked it when I started. Like, oh, dude, this guy in Triple A Jimenez playing shortstop. When you start following play. like deep yeah. in and out the prospects that are coming up, when you hear about that kid that's like making his debut, you're like, and then I mean, you get those kids that like come out of nowhere, and you're like, wow, this kid's like Jacob Degrom wasn't supposed to be any. 
anyone. Yeah. Not, he was he, he was made a de- he made a de- his debut the same. There was a doubleheader with the Mets and Yankees, and there was a kid whose name is escaping me now, but he was the Mets' ho- hottest prospect at a, as a starting pitcher. They're like, oh, this guy Jacob Degrom, he throws hard. He used to be a shortstop, uh, good fielder, and he ends up being the superstar. Yeah. So you get those two different ends. You get the Pete Alonzo's of the world. There these highly touted prospects, um, and in like the Yankees' case, you get Gio Urshela out of nowhere. Right. The Yankees yeah, always have a guy that comes out of nowell yeah, DJ LeMahieu and you get well like, he was a really well, good player there's a difference he wasn't he wasn't yeah, home he was saying. a he was a good player well, yeah, he, that exceeded well, what he yeah. was well, say he, he didn't come out of nowhere but like what he, he no said, one expected that where, where no. he goes where he's borderline AL MVP that's ridiculous yeah no one expected and, and, and he that. was a utility guy yeah, yeah he, he was, was gonna like, take he was like, on the off super, he's, a, he's always been a really really good player guys usually don't leave Colorado and their numbers get better where the fuck's chase yeah, <laughs> what the guy's name was Chase Headley. Yeah, Chase Headley. I, yeah. I, I still love Luke Voigt last year. Just no, taking a hundred mile fastball to the jaw and taking like a fucking. Yep. Man. The Yankees, though, right? The the thing is, it's like the opposite of the Mets. Like you get these fucking everything goes right. Big ass contracts. And like right. Giancarlo Stanton and all this shit, and well, you're like, yeah. And well, then fucking like you said, Gio Urshela, or like it comes out of nowhere and he's a hero. Somebody, well, like, I was gonna say, well, the whole, the well, well, the whole big thing is because they didn't do that for a long time. You know well, what they, I mean? They, they, went, they had a little break of not spending as much. Their payroll was still like the fucking, second highest. They had but the what best I'm saying is like, system in the fucking well, this league. is the, well, they they did the right when they traded Chapman and then got him right back. They reloaded their fucking. But here's the thing: bringing Glaber Torres and Miguel Andujar because this is the difference with the Yankees and the Mets. The Yankees are can have the highest payroll. Now th- that's the thing. Yes, they're good, but they <laughs> they have the highest payroll. And like last year, so many guys hurt, and they're still almost in the World Series. Yeah, the Mets get got uh, one guy gets hurt, and the season's over. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> the Yankees the Yankees lose Judge last year. They lose Stanton last year. Uh, their pitchers were hurt, hurt most of the year. Yeah. Uh, the only I mean, one that, you it, also lost Domingo Herman, Gary Sanchez missed time. All these guys. And the Mets have one injury, and it's like, up, oh, season's over. Yeah. Like, it's literally yeah. the complete opposite. The, the Mets can... Ne- the, Yankee, the Yankees just have very good coaching yeah. um, say, uh, all around. They know... And guys play up to the pinstripes. It's very rare that guys don't. And, and like, Clint Frazier, like, especially him... He's supposed he to be a big crack any fucking starter. He'd be a starter on most other teams. Anywhere. anywhere. Yeah, but, like, nice. the outfield so fucking stacked. Well, it's the also Yankees. the outfield, and he might be one of these guys He's that his attitude isn't perfect yeah. for New York. Well, a perfect example, he got mad when they wouldn't give him Mickey Mantle's number. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Obsi- that's insane. Like, do you think of that well, for a second? I always remember like the, the the tail end of Nick Swisher. He told like the fans to like just relax. Like he, I and everybody's like, and then he comes out the next game. Everybody's like, "Fuck you, Nick Swisher, you <laughs> yeah. fucking piece of shit!" I and immediately then, turn the on next him. Season, he's gone. But I'm excited for baseball to get back. And then you uh, see his dumb face now, like this. I I never liked him. He was a good player for <laughs> you guys. Swisher, right? Everything's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're gonna play some baseball, guys. I'm so excited. I'm not even fucking playing it. I suck. <laughs> Remember when they first got Somebody him? He was supposed to be, he was supposed to be first base. They traded for him. He was gonna be first base, and then they were like, "Ah, you know yeah. what? We didn't make the playoffs this year. Let's sign uh, CC Sabathia, AJ Burnett. Oh, let's just sign Mark Teixeira too. We'll just put Nick Swisher <laughs> the, in the outfield. Mark Teixeira, the Iron Man, doesn't miss a fucking game. He's out for like a bruise <laughs> for like three weeks. He Dude, he back. was great for them the first two years. Oh, his but then, glove is unbelievable. Uh, even when his not, his hitting didn't live up to it, he. He was an unbelievable first baseman. Yeah. He was the best defensive first baseman the league had seen since Don Mattingly. Yeah, it wasn't sure. even close for me. There's been guys that have been really good. Pujols was a really good first baseman. Pujols. 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 That's how you pronounce it. Um, all right. Last thing we should talk about, because we'd actually missed it last week, and it's good you're here for it. Um, 
the UFC 251 card is fucking stacked. Have you seen the card? Is that the one that's in July? Um, it is on. J let's see what the made up date is. Uh, I hold on. Let's see. July 12th. Because the UFC has been oh, put yeah, out yeah. some killer July fucking okay. cards lately. So the card is fucking stacked. Read them so, off to me. All right. We'll, so we'll, we'll the this is just, this is just the main card. There isn't even prelim and bouts announced yet. Okay. Ooh. So the first fight is Amanda Ribas, who I don't know, against Paige Van Zandt. I okay. Mean, it's good to see Paige fight again, honestly. Next fight, Jessica Andrade against Rose Nami, uh, however you say her name, the rematch Thug, for right? when, when she beat Thug Rose for the title. Rose, uh, so it's Rose, a rematch. Rose, she, Rose slammed, she slammed the fuck out of Rose on her head. Kicked her so ass. it's a good rematch. I never saw a champion lose like Rose did and be so like relieved. Like, yeah, was, yeah. Like, she has, you, you she has mental shit going on, and I, I love, well, I just love her that she like addresses it. Well, yeah, that, that was the big thing too. When Connor threw the fucking dolly through the bus, she even considered retirement. She was so shaken up by yeah, it. Yeah, but like she, the, the, these people are real, you know. But yeah, like that, when she right. lost the belt and they interviewed her after, like she's so was, humble. Oh, she was like. Wow, it's like a weight's been lifted off my shoulders, and you never hear a champion say that. But never. then she comes back after that. I thought she was done after that. No, she, she comes back after that, and she fucking kicks ass. Yeah, I'm like, I, like I, this. I was afraid she would never be the same after <laughs> I that. Saved, dude. Um, so <laughs> the next fight is for the vacant UFC bantamweight title between Peter Yan and Jose Aldo. Great fucking fight. Okay, that's a great fight. Aljamain gets the winner. Yeah, he has to. Has he to. has to. Or you do Aljamain against um, uh, Cody Garbrandt, who maybe had the most vicious knockout I've ever seen in my life in that he's card. So fast. He's that back. that knockout. I don't was, want to say he's back yet. But no, I, he I, looked uh, he looked no, he better looked than he because he didn't brawl at any point. He threw, saved one big punch, and he has a new striking coach. He looked so precise. I was and his attitude was different too. Yeah. But that punch might be the most vicious one punch knockout. It was that the closest was, thing I could think of was Rashad Evans Chuck Liddell. Yeah, the closest thing I could think of was like a boxing fight. I even said it to Dan. I was like, "That's Roy Jones yeah. Jr." Like when he put his hands behind yep. his back against the ropes, and you pump. hated Roy Jones. And I hated him, and but like that was like now you I appreciate him. I feel like yeah, no, I, I appreciate what he did, but like I loved it when he used to go to Russia when he was like fifty and oh just get god, <laughs> brutalized. I'm like usually you go to Russia to fight some guy who fights in bars and you're gonna beat him. Yeah, he was and, going to Russia and losing the good guys and getting his ass kicked, and I was like yeah, hell yes. So and how he announces and he's like I be, I be, yeah, he's so <laughs> he's so punch drunk. All right, so that's our first title fight. Another title fight, a rematch between. Max Holloway and on Alexander Volkanovsky. Great rematch. The first fight was awesome. I thought Volkanovsky won that fight. I know some people thought Holloway won, but I thought he did more because no, there was I, no I, real damage, and he landed more, and he controlled the action. It was a really competitive fight. No, I, I absolutely love Holloway. Holloway's my favorite fighter right now, but Volkanovsky, to me, like it, it wasn't that close to me, to be honest with you. I thought it, if they... Okay, I thought it, it was it very. I, I scored it very clearly for Volkanovski, but if they gave it to Holloway, you know, champion, whatever, I would have been like, "That's what happens when you go to the scorecards." Well, yeah. it's, it's so weird to see like a guy who's like untouchable like Holloway, and, and like, then you see him takes a fight to him. You're and, like, and, it's, and it's not even like they're because you're thinking with Holloway, like you got to knock him out if you want a chance. You got to really damage him. He didn't really damage him besides the kicks. Yeah. He just picked him apart from the outside. It was well, a very and despite being the shorter guy, he's got those crazy long fucking arms. I say yeah. well, that definitely goes with what you've said before. I mean, like if it goes to the scorecard. It did you do enough to beat the champion? Yeah, well, that, I, I, we'll, we'll continue that conversation in right. a second. But the next, the main event is Usman versus Gilbert Burns for the welterweight title. Teammates fighting each other. Yeah. Gilbert Both Burns used to ragdoll him. Dude, dude. yeah, I, that's a great fight because they match up so similarly. But I think Usman is going to be too strong over five right. rounds. 
I think he's going to be too strong in his cardio. I don't know if Burns is going to be able because it's one thing with Woodley who, get, who has historically gotten tired. Yeah, I don't think he can do that with Usman. I, and Usman manhandled Woodley the same way. Honestly, yeah. I think it's like a lot of like, uh, like you know, master versus student. Sure, sure. I think I think of it like this, and like you, we've all like in work and everything. There's people who are higher up that are a little and bit better. And then that one day they, when yeah. There's always that one day where you're going to surpass that guy. You're going to become the boss one day. And this, it's like that, Darth that, Vader. Like, now I'm the master. But like, when you're <laughs> fucking the guy who trained you, the, 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 he knows every trick there is, right. is coming for your fucking belt. You've got to think Usman's shaking dude, in his fucking boots. Dude, I, don't, I wouldn't go I don't as far know, as shaking in my so boots. Confident he is a right confident now. guy, but like, honestly, that's do you the think, only fight for, I, that I would not want him here, to take. Here's the thing, though. While, while that, that is a astute point, if he was scared, do you think he would be willing to take the fight on three weeks' notice... During a fucking quarantine, unless <laughs> he just, was like, I know something. I, I, Maybe he knows the guy's chinny or something, and Usman yeah. hits like a fucking truck. It, yeah. it, it could be that, like, he has the belt, so he, it, you know, a lot of people feel obligation to the belt where you constantly have to defend it. That yeah. could be part you of should. it, but you also, but, uh, yeah. but to your point, yeah, too, like you just said on three weeks' notice, is there a bit of ego in there? Sure. sure. I mean, because I think Burns, he's, cause Burns could really kick his well, ass. Well, they match up on paper so similarly. He could kick I mean, like, I think Usman hits harder, but Burns is the better technical striker. That, Wrestling is like a stalemate, and Burns is the better grappler overall. Well, that is one like I couldn't. Like I would have to watch. That's a coin I, flip. I can't. I can't call that fight. That's really a coin. Can't. I have to think about it, and I might have to watch each of their most recent fights again just to say. But uh, right now, I think Usman. My opinion might change. It's such a fifty-fifty matchup. Yeah, do you think a turnaround for Sean O'Malley would be like for like the pre-card? It, it's possible. <laughs> he talked about it, but he also wants a bigger contract. I'm happy more fighters are speaking yeah. out saying pay us more. Well, they, they, they're gonna that union, kid's gonna, I think. I think they will unionize. I don't they, think so. He, as he, long he's as he's gonna be a fucking will. star. Uh, I. I. I think eventually, by eventually I mean like five, ten years. Yeah, no, that's what it's I'm a ways too. off. Like I was, I was thinking ten years in my head, but like I think, I think Demetrius Johnson, a mm -hmm. lot of player, like a lot of the fighters, they opened up and they were like, "Yo, this guy was, is the goat." He's like, "There's no other buddy." Like he, he, he was so good that like, like Dan says, he's not a draw though. Like for yeah. me, like I got into like a little bit later. Well, you're a yeah, hardcore right. fan. Though. Yes, but like but when like, I started appreciating the technicality of this shit, I was like, I love. Okay, I so so let me ask fight. you this: even as a hardcore fan. Demetrius Johnson's fighting, you know. He's if you have two pay-per-views and you have to pick one to watch. He's fighting, he's main event against some just someone, okay? What are you going to be more excited about? That or the potential the next day Brock Lesnar coming back in a main event of a pay-per-view fighting Ngannou? Which one excites you more? Um, definitely the Lesnar. Yeah, it's the yeah, star Lesnar, power. Yeah, it's the, there's a difference even with hardcore fans. Yeah. There's fight cards I'm willing to skip out on and watch on a replay. There's some I want to watch live. And like and I, I'll literally like not watch a card if I miss it because I'm out or something yeah, like right. that. Yeah. And you could you can fucking watch half the endings. Like you just get them on they're Twitter. on Twitter. They're on Twitter yeah, they're in on, five minutes. They're on Twitter. They're on. You could watch a whole fight the very next day. On yeah. So it's. It does make a difference, and like I, I get it. Demetrius Johnson to me is no worse than like the third or fourth best fighter of all time. My yeah. only question on him is his competition was inferior, not his fault. But no. he he beat all those guys easily. But they yeah. also wanted him to go up. They wanted him to go down, and he's like, no, well, I'm going to defend my I, fucking there, belt. There's here. a level. There's a level of that I respect, and there's also the side of me that's like. You cleared out your division. Like GSP could have moved up at any time, but there were so many contenders at welterweight. Every time he was done with the John Fitch, a Jake Shield was coming along. Josh yeah. Koscheck was on the comeback. Anderson Silva would move up for these super fights, but 185 always had a new challenger. Yeah. Would I like to see him move up and fight 205? Yeah. Would I like to see GSP versus Anderson, which was like the dream fight of all time, next to Brock Lesnar and Fedor? Of course I would. But 
with Demetrius, it, it is it is a level of it. Like you can't expect a guy to get paid more if he's not bringing in the same amount of revenue for the company. You know, I I will always go down saying Evander Holyfield was a much better heavyweight than Mike Tyson, but Mike Tyson made more money. Yeah, which uh, Lennox Lewis was a better boxer than Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson made more money. Yeah. He was a more exciting boxer. Doesn't mean he's the better boxer. There's situations where the better fighter makes less money. There's situations where the better fighter makes more money. GSP well, happened to be both. Anderson Silva was both, but Anderson Silva didn't become a draw until. Chael Sonnen. He needed, yeah. the, he needed the ace. He wasn't the A-side at the time. He became the A-side after he had that epic comeback. Where were you when you saw that fight? Holy Dude, I think you were at my house yeah. for that. Yeah, we were like downstairs screaming. I was devastated because I'm like, I hate this cocksucker. Anderson's going to lose. And then that triangle, it was yeah. such a uh, big nog comeback. <laughs> yeah. was fucking Dude, incredible. That, that is one of my favorite Chaelisms when he goes, I didn't know if you, I, if you tapped, you lost a round. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, one of my favorite Chaelisms ever. But well, yeah, what, that was amazing. So dude. one thing that like every I, fighter from Brazil sucks. Yeah, then he fucking feuds with fucking Anderson Vanderlei. Silva. You absolutely well, suck. Colby oh, that that Covington. That's one of my favorite fucking lines. It, it is funny, and then he got embarrassed in the rematch. Yeah. Uh, I, like, like your like your favorite call out moment. Mine is still Nick Diaz to George. Don't be scared, homie. Where are you this at, George? My, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Don't, that he's was in good. the ring with him, man. I like it's the way he fucking laid on his back. He's like, come on. Yeah, Nate beat Connor. That was funny too. I surprised motherfuckers. That was great. Well, the Diaz my favorite moment in like. I ain't surprised, motherfucker. But I dare, I, like, the, the one thing that I, I de- I've done with Sam, like, she watches the fights now. So now she's really into it. So like, when the pay-per-view's on, she's, like, begging into me it. to Into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, it's really cool. Like, we bond over it. So, like, oh, I was like, you know what? Like, what could I do? I don't want to just go back and watch old cards. Because that, that won't do anything. I was like, let me watch the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, you were telling me. And, like, I we watched the, rewatched the first season. And she's like, this is, like... Flavor of love, but with fighting. Yeah, head. right. Dude, exactly like, what it is. The that's first exactly like the first is. like five but seasons. She made me sit through Flavor of Love season one, season two, season three, <laughs> and then and then she Mighty Boosh, dude. Rock of Love season one, season two, Jesus, season three, and I'm like, you're watching one season. I'm of the getting Fighter. I'm getting her into the, the Ultimate Fighter, and we ain't gonna fucking stop. And like, <laughs> well, how many like, seasons? Like, how many seasons? How many seasons? On the fucking TV, and she's like, I want to see what happens. How many seasons have you watched? We're into the third season, and I never one of the best seasons because like back then I was such a Shamrock fan. Sure. Lines, I remember you and I used to argue about yeah. it. And I was like, he's going to fucking beat Tito Ortiz. Like, he's just got to get his hands on him. But, like, um, now that I watch it, like, Ken Shamrock has to be hands down the wait, worst okay. coach. Wait, time out. Here's, here's something funny about player. that. Here's something funny about that. So we just had a couple weeks ago on the author of the Ken Shamrock book that just came out, Jonathan oh, yeah, Snowden. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a whole thing about the Ultimate Fighter in there, specifically how he what, he even says himself, I wasn't the best coach, but the UFC leveraged the production against Ken Shamrock because he agreed to a contract to coach in the IFL at the time. Oh. So a lot of that stuff, they when that that day when Ken Shamrock didn't show up to practice, oh. they didn't tell him that there was a practice. They're kicking trees in the backyard. Yeah, they, <laughs> they legit didn't tell him what was going on. And Dana White was so furious with him, he wanted to kick him off the show while it was filming. So there's a level of the reality TV. We talked about that with the author on there but Ken what he's in the book he even talks about like want to know what the lines then used to be training wise basically Ken was in the cage you came in and he beat the shit out of you for two hours and you weren't allowed to quit he would put you in arm bars and leg locks and not let you tap out because he said he was callousing it 
<laughs> and he's like, because <laughs> basically his trading was what, like abuse. what they said. Yeah, they basically, they, they talk about it, like how his mindset was so much different back then. You would never was, tell he had a lot of abuse when you watched the Kimbo fight. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> holy shit. Just went out with a fucking well, wave of a hand. He basically, his, his idea was that whatever happens to you in the fight is not going to be worse than what happens to you here. And if you guys tap out in your fight, you're going to get it even worse when you come back here. They weren't allowed to tap out. Um, the, the Lion's Den guys always went to sleep or they always got something broken. They were just brawlers, yeah. man. They had a couple really good guys. Guy Mesger was really good for a while. Vernon White was all right. Um, Trey Telegman, the dude that had one tit that Tim Sylvia knocked out. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was all these different guys. But the uh, my favorite season of Ultimate Fighter, it is between three and four is really good. The comeback season when Matt Sarah got the contract. Yeah, yeah Shoney yeah. Carter was on that. My dude Dean Thomas was on it. Okay. And then season five was the Nate Diaz season, which I think is the best season. Jens yeah. Pulver, well, we're BJ Penn. Right now, and we're getting up to the the finals. I believe. I think that's we have to watch the finals. Yeah. And like, I'm wondering if like the fight pass is gonna do the fucking Ken Shamrock Tito fight. Well, that, that was, was on a, the same card. No, that was on a pay per view. Oh, was it? And yeah, then it was. they it was a it was UFC 61, which might have one of the worst fights in UFC history, as the main event was Tim Sylvia Andre Arlovsky three, oh. where they just jabbed <laughs> each other for five rounds. Well, well, Sam asked me about the numbers. She's like, "Why is it UFC 252 or whatever or Because it used to be one a month for like eight like, years. It, it started at one, and she's like, "Oh, really?" I was like, "That's every pay per view," and I was like, "Ken Shamrock fought number one. You fought UFC she, one." She's like, Really? And yeah. She's like, because they, they were announcing, I think, what, what was the one that uh, he fought Tito Ortiz in? UFC 40 was the first time they fought, but the one they, where they fought after yeah. the show was UFC 61. Was, it, was, yeah. that, was that when Tito dug the grave after he knocked him out? No, after yeah. he got the TKO. It was then, a doctor then, um, stoppage. Who, was, it, was it Kendall Grove used to start doing that? Oh, yeah, he too? started doing it because Kendall yeah. was awesome I on the Ultimate Fight. For, for like now, you remember you were saying, like, you appreciate Roy Jones. Yeah, I appreciate Tito and Kendall Grove. Well, they were I fucking pro- hated them because but, of the well, ultimate. Well, and now you also, like the showmanship of well, it. Yeah, but that's the yeah. same. Like if I when you watch the Tito and Liddell thirty for thirty. Yeah, that I, was amazing. I, I, awesome. I have awesome. a whole new respect for Tito Ortiz. And also, yeah. I didn't realize he trained with Tank Abbott too. Yeah, like, dude, he was that's was he, he just came in to train with Tank. And um, those Ultimate Fighter seasons were so much fun. Oh, yeah. Like, you think about it, season five was Jens Pulver, BJ Penn, and it was crazy because Joe Lozon was on the show Team in Pulver the house. sucks. Dude, but Joe, <laughs> Joe Lozon yeah. was on, on the Ultimate Fighter that season after he already made his UFC debut and knocked out Jens Pulver, who was coaching. It was Jens' big comeback to the UFC, and he gets knocked out by this kid no one heard of, Joe Lozon, who's gone on to have a great UFC career. Well, I think Matt Hughes was, like, fucking such a, like, a hard-ass coach. That was when yeah. him and Sarah, remember, that yeah. Was, yeah, that was when, Matt Sarah, yeah. Yeah, that was... I I, I still hate Matt Hughes. Yeah. I still hate him. But back then... He's a Bing Bing Jack. <laughs> oh, my God. Matt Sarah was so damn funny on that show. Is he, is he like... Is he recovering anything? Like what? He's brain damaged for life. He oh, got yeah. fucked up by that train. Like, well, I, you pass I, on your truck on train tracks, but what do you it, expect it, to happen? It, it, it sounds really fucked up, but like every time I see Matt Hughes now, I just think of Simple Jack from... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, I text Dan every time they show him in the crowd and he like looks over, he's like... I think you said Simple Hughes once. Yeah. <laughs> you make me <laughs> happy. Yeah, you, you just see him running through a field chasing a butterfly with a mallet. <laughs> Dude, if, Taylor, have you even watched all those early Ultimate uh, Fighter seasons? I've, season two was awesome. I only when Rashad watched, Evans and Joe Stevenson won. I've seen so many highlights on YouTube. I watched uh, the dude, first Rashad season. Rashad and Hughes was like the best when Hughes was like, I'm glad I didn't, you're not on my team. And dude, I hate that Rashad shit. goes on to win well, it? Yeah. Oh, because he had that one fight in the house where he just duck, yeah. duck and oh, dive the whole. That's hole. what I remember because Rashad came in as a heavyweight and yeah he, he was fighting a heavyweight. heavyweight he beat Brad Imes in the finals who was fucking huge yeah. so yeah. I'm, I'm watching and I'm like they say uh, Jason Von Flew and I'm like yeah man that's fucking funny because of the Von Flew joke and he I'm made like, it up and I'm like okay and I'm watching and then I'm like Von Flew I was like Jason Von Flew the Von Flew joke I'm like there's no way it's this guy 
right. and then I look it up, and yeah. he's the only. He was. It was. It was on. It was on the finale of the Ultimate Fighter season one. He choked out. Um. Oh my God, I'm forgetting his name. He was also on the show with the Von Flute choke, and then no one pulled it off again until uh, our boy. Uh. That of uh, of. Uh, Ovin St. Preux yeah, has landed yeah, it like yeah. three times on didn't, people. Didn't Hughes land something similar? He landed um, a bulldog choke on bulldog someone, choke. which is different, which is yeah. probably the most bully of a choke because it's literally just a fucking headlock. Yeah, outside, that, north yeah. South, right? yeah. that yeah. was, uh, I remember when uh, Askren did that to Robbie Law. Yeah, that the bulldog a, choke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so going what back to someone who... Talk about fucking... Someone, when the, Masvidal ended that, dude. You know what? I, here's I, the thing. I, I wanted to see Askren actually fight. Like, well, that's he, why I was upset that That was my whole thing. When they switched, when they traded, you know... And Demetrius Johnson yeah, for yeah, Ben to, to, to one it, FC, it, it, it was coming. I would, but, White, it was, no, it was not a. But at, but at at the same time, I'm sitting there like, oh, like I remember I got into a spat with some fucking asshole on Twitter, and he was like, you know, like he's like, well, Ben Askren sucks. I'm it's like, not really I'm, assholes on Twitter though. Well, <laughs> it's a he's, safe place. he's like, oh, Ben Askren sucks. I'm like, have you ever watched Ben Askren fight? And he hits me back with, the, you know, every time you have sex, at least one person will have titties in their face. <laughs> I'll, I'll always remember that line. It's one of the funniest <laughs> things ever. But the thing with Askren was like, I felt so fucking bad because well, he beat Robbie controversially, then he lost really bad then he then he then he, he got choked out by Damian Maya by Damian Maya and then he dude just like and then after those bad losses I he, I, I grew he came with over retiring, he dude. came over his damaged goods his yeah. he had already he was retired old. he was 34 well Masvidal put it perfectly after he knocked out Askren and he was like basically like listen these guys give free range to talk about my family they talk about my heritage they talk about all this shit and like that's why he's like when he's like slapping the ground and he's oh like, dude I was cracking up like, dude like that's he's a real kind of shit he, I like. Masvidal's yeah. a real street dude though. He was on those videos with Kimbo Most back like, in the day. Yeah, like that's how I knew. Who, like I'm like, oh my god, I've seen this guy fight like in a backyard when he was a kid. And he had yeah. long ass hair. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. put back or I, anything. Like, he I wasn't like you could tell when he was fighting yeah. back then. He wasn't trained. Hey, no, he was, was just a dude who knew how to scrap. Yeah. His uh, his first fight in that backyard brawl with like the league that Kimbo ran. He fought this big fucking dude that was like three times the size yeah, of him, yeah, yeah. and he got fucking hit clean on the jaw. With He's got a great chin, Masvidal. Four times and he hopped back up and knocked this dude out. Yeah, no, no. Masvidal is There's a like fucking... white fence, and what's, people like, ah! what's, yeah. what's crazy with Masvidal is that uh, until recently he was a major underachiever. Like yeah. he would he would be winning fights, and then he'd be gas out and he'd lose, yeah. or he would wouldn't pull the trigger enough over three rounds and he'd lose a close decision. And all of a sudden he just doesn't give a fuck, which yeah. is how you have to fight at some well, point. Now is that baddest motherfucker belt? Is that gonna ever? That, be? I no, they'll do something if they they'll they'll probably at some point run it back with him and Nate. I think because I, I I don't know, man. I was watching that fight, and I'm such a so so biased because I'm such a big Nate fan, and. Yeah. And Masvidal won every round, but like there was something about that fight, the way that it was going weird. in the last you round. You could have seen where, D- well to Diaz, they can come it was back. Going, it was starting to go the opposite. You could way. see Masvidal was slowing down, and, and like, you know I Diaz. Could, won't. I could just see him getting him into something, a like, triangle or something. Or triangle. I could just see it happening. It's a and fucking they, crazy. It's the New York Sports Athletic Commission. What do you expect? You yeah, know what I mean? exactly. I mean, it's a fucking he did he, like the, yo, that cut was massive. Dude. I looked at the like when I was watching the fight, I was like, "There's no way that's bad enough." And then afterwards, I go back two days later and I see the fucking. It's like it's. The whole fucking well, thing. well, the Diaz is just bleed like yeah, sieves. Well, but well, that's I mean, Klitschko too. Like, yeah, he's well, so I mean, many fights because Klitschko just you, you he was beating Lennox Lewis yeah. with Vitaly. Well, yeah, I say, it was. I mean, as far as hindsight, like seeing things in better perspective at the time, like when uh, when Henry Cejudo knocked out uh, uh, what the fuck's his name, Dominic Cruz. Yeah, like like very like. He w- Cruz was standing up. It's controversial because they stopped it. And me and him initially said it was a bad stoppage. And then I'm like, it was a quick stoppage, not bad. Quick. I've seen way worse stoppages then, than that. And then you're like, well, you know, that's a bad, you know, it's a bad stoppage, whatever. But then you go flash forward a week, and Anthony Smith gets the shit kicked and out of dude, him, and the ref does not step in. The corner doesn't step well, in. Well, what about later that night? Wait, what, about, what about later that night with Tony Ferguson? It was later that week with Anthony Smith getting just oh, that's fucked what it up. Was. Yeah, and then yeah, Tony Ferguson got. Didn't he hand his teeth to the ref? No, he said, um, my teeth are falling out. Is what he yeah, said in his corner. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, and then, well, I heard that. I don't know if it's true. They said it on the fan that that he handed his teeth to the ref. He probably did. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I mean, yeah. Tony's that fucking savage of a guy. But the other thing too is I, I, he yelled at him about was uh, was uh, uh, Eddie Bravo mic'd up in the corner. Oh, he was so he, he just, horrible in the he, corner. He did, like he said it, it on do Rogan's do podcast. It. He goes, I don't I, I don't know why they mic me up. I don't know. I didn't know what to do. I froze up and I said, do an Umari roll. Like, like why never, was that going to help him? It there. sounds like a fucking sushi roll. Why don't you try an actual <laughs> takedown rather than some fluky shit that doesn't work ever? And then yeah. he then he tried it. And he just basically just did it in the middle of the cage while fucking while uh, Gaethje's walking around looking at him like what the fuck are you doing? All right, guys, let's wrap this shit up. Uh, this was episode 106. You 106. watch, I listen. Manfro, thank you for joining us. He's bringing us out with music, and it's it's uh, the way I am playing by Eminem on the headphones. You want to wrap it out? No. I'll give you the headphones if you no, want to wrap it. No, no. We didn't get any really singing from just you. Just let it run, Manfro. No, Come on. I can't. I can't. No, I can't. All right, guys, we'll see you guys next week. See Later. You next week. I'm Fuck it. <laughs> Shut up and listen. Go, do it. I sit back with this pack of zigzags. It gets me the shit needed to be the most mean.